it's the Modifivers. Don't forget to follow at Pod on social media and check out our Patreon. Stick around through the end of the episode for more information. Enjoy! Insorcelled. A low-key, hate-free, HP, D&D podcast. There is no room for hate here. Only education and helping one another. will always be here to welcome you home. Last time on Insorcelled, we followed Imogen Sigrun's daughter home on her winter break, though surprisingly, home is not where we ended up. She was picked up at the train station by her sister, Ingrid, and her wife, Marisol. She was to spend winter break with them since both of her parents were off in different countries for research or conferences. Imogen spent plenty of time with her very own dragon, Brightscale, working on learning how to fly with her. She got pretty good at it, as her and Brightscale make a marvelous team. Marisol gets word that one of the missing dragons has been found, and in fact, it's Marisol's very own heart dragon, Jupiter. Imogen and Marisol set off on a rescue mission to recover Marisol's dragon. They enlist Chuck Reasley's assistance, who happens to be 15 minutes away from Spain and Portugal. They rescue Jupiter, apprehending the thieves camped out nearby, and Imogen gains all kind of intel from their tents. Imogen and Marisol make it home with Brightfeather and Jupiter in tow, and they enjoy a really splendid Christmas day together. However, Imogen receives a confusing letter from her father, which encourages her to take Ingrid and check on her parents' home, wondering if anyone was there. It turns out that Alvisator Selmont was hiding out there, and worse, her mother knew it all along. He attempted to gain Imogen's trust, but failed. Consequently, she and her sister were obliterated by her uncle, erasing any memory of having met him. Imogen's worst fear came true, but she doesn't even realize it. All of that behind us and forgotten. Let's begin. Welcome back to Ensorcel. This week with us, we have Willow Wilson. Imogen Sigrun's daughter. Currently reading the latest Warriors book because everything is just fine. Nothing is wrong. Why are you looking at me like that? Everything's great. We have Holland Lane Curtis. Then D. Tierney. The D stands for Davies now, but also still Dyra. Uh, do I have to get my name changed at like the magical DMV or something? We have Bry Walton. Celeste Carver Chapman. Creatively going to cover Chapman cut right now. We're going to cut the intro real quick. And I just want to say, everybody, fuck you, Remy. Fuck you. Fuck you, Remy. Everybody join okay. in. Yep. We All need right. to get this out. <laughs> we Remy. deserve this. Audience, say it, say it in your oh. head or, or say it with like, us. Or out loud. Right, yeah. right One, on the train platform. Three. Fuck, fuck you, you, Remy. Remy. All right, cool. That was wow, so in sync. I'm positive it's uh, going to be so in sync. I think my yeah. dog joined. I can't wait to hear how in sync that is when we listen to the Zoom audio. All right. Uh, and I'm your God of Fiverr, Remy Culp. I feel a constant, never ending, perpetually echoing ticking coming from the core of the universe, counting down to the time I'm forgotten by every soul still living and every soul that ever will live again. And I have a desperate, debilitating need to create something magnificent and be extraordinary before I fall eternally into oblivion. Alright, let's get started. Stop trying to get pity points. You still need yeah. some. But what Fucked else up is shit. new? Even I was like, is she okay? Like, no, you're just. Okay I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I don't want to hear your. No. I just hey. have exi- existential dread. Oh, hey, you're hey, not allowed to have hey. existential dread when hey. you did what you did to Imogen. Hey. Fuck you, Remy. 
Okay. Yeah, yep. <laughs> nice to see you guys, too. I love you. But also, yeah, fuck yeah, you. Yeah. There's something quite comforting about the lurch of a train and the way it slowly glides across the tracks of the English countryside. Soft puffs of cloud lazily resting upon the bright blue bed of sky slowly creeping towards the sunset. It was a lovely winter day, unusually clear of rain and mist and snow, but the breeze still held a bite that turned pale cheeks rosy with flush. The bare trees, long leafless from the autumn, pass by, escorting you back to Hogweed, where you will begin the second semester of your most intense year yet. A year filled with new teachers and classes, new internships and mentors, but more importantly, new friends and relationships. Far too many people squeeze into the compartment you're located in. Myra, Catherine, Teddy, Ross, Edison, Ren, Imogen, and Celeste. You all sit shoulder to shoulder with Ross and now Teddy as well, banished to the floor of the compartment. An obnoxiously large cat sitting on Ren's lap is having a staring contest with Ross, maintaining his dominance over the gangly boy. The conversation is easy between the lot of you, and you all discuss the weeks you were away, enjoying everyone's stories of winter break. Speaking of winter break, hey Celeste, what'd you get up to? Oh, I had a little private winter break myself. Both my parents were pretty busy, so it was a lot of me. A lot of studying after all of the horrible exams I had. Oh, lots of studying. Um, I also spent some time with my girlfriend, Myra. We had a wonderful time. Our families got together and had a little meal together, a little holiday party. I didn't have much to do around the holiday season, so I ended up spending a lot of time with Myra's family. Um, mostly my mother was busy and my father, and my father was with, with the twins for so long, so... I had to distract myself. Uh, so question. You are still not out to your mother. You and, uh, and Myra, that relationship's still kind of secret. Oh, shit. Is Celeste 15 now? Oh, shit, that's right, I aged. People tend to do that. Fuck! You had a birthday. At least once a year. Fucking old-ass bitch, you're 15. Okay, uh, Ren, how about you? Um, so I think one big thing that happened for Ren is, uh, meeting her her bio mom. I do think I specified that I told you guys, like, I mean, it was a pretty quick turnaround. Um, so I either told you, like, over the phone, like, with Imogen or something, or, like, through a letter, but said, like, I'm gonna meet her sometime, probably during this Christmas season. Um, and then I did meet her, um, and it went well. And, uh... We learned a lot about her. She is um, super cool, um, super bi, and also is a uh, champion ice cream eater as well. So that is hereditary, um, as I presumed it would be. And if you want to hear more about it, you're just going to have to join our Patreon if you want to get that bonus content. I think besides that, um, probably visiting the, the porters a little bit, um, doing some some brooming, some zooming, uh, trying desperately to get out of uh, the training regimen that my dad has set up, and failing to do so because I've never been able to tell him no, um, and probably meeting up with Catherine a couple times during the break. Yeah, definitely. Um, do you tell Catherine anything about your mom? Um, I mean, she doesn't really know the details yet, and telling her about my mom would mean I'd have to tell her more about my dad. 
I did do some basic descriptions of like the fact that my bio dad is is dead and all of that and like mm. um I'm gonna keep it to myself for now because I don't think Ren would have found the quote-unquote right time to tell her um mm -hmm. but it is a little avoidant at the same time because she's just like trying to keep Catherine out of all of the business that feels really interconnected trying to keep her out of it to keep her safe you know sounds healthy well we're all 14 so what what is healthy well, we've never been in a relationship before well, first off literally only you are 14 we Oop. just we just specified that imogen's still 13 hello i'm 13 okay don't <laughs> please <laughs> and imogen uh care to share with the group what occurred over your winter break oh yeah i had a grand time uh yeah what do you know i got off the train uh um from hogweed and and look who's there! It's it's my sister and and Marisol, my my sister's wife, my sister-in-law, uh, and so I got to hang out with them for all of a winter break, and that was real fun because I got to be in Spain at the Dragon Sanctuary with Bright Scale, and we got to hang out a lot with my my favoriteest favoriteest best friend Dragon. Um, Bright scale, got to do some more dragon riding. I got to go on a on a dragon rescue mission with Marisol. Um, and I make the best decisions. I, I didn't let her uh, just rush in to try to uh, get Jupiter back. I was the rational one and I I made her call for backup because I am Imogen and I am the rational one. Um, so yeah, we saved Jupiter. And then I, uh, uh, th then later on Christmas, and we had a lovely Christmas in Spain. Uh, you know, I hung out again with my sister and Marisol. Uh, got some letters from my mom and dad. Um, apparently there was like a, maybe a bit of confusion about who, about where I was, but that's okay. It was just a simple misunderstanding. Everyone's fine. Um, and uh, you know, I, uh, I kept in contact with my friends, I sent them some Yule Goats, I, you know, kept up in letters, I definitely phoned Ren, uh, you know, just all good things, all good things, nothing bad. That sounds so lovely. It was great. I'm so upset. <laughs> mm -hmm. hey, hey, Remy, I'm gonna kill you. Fuck you, Remy. Fuck you, Remy. Mm-hmm. I, don't I know feel. What oh no! Today. I just realized that this is what it feels like to laugh evilly. Mm -hmm. you, you just, just realized, realized that? I don't believe that. <laughs> I don't believe that for a minute. You all arrive at the castle safe and sound, and enjoy the welcome back feast filled with rich and warm foods that thaw your frozen bones. The next morning, you prepare yourself for the beginning of classes by heading down to breakfast to fill up and get some energy in your vacation-weary bodies. And as you eat, enjoying grits in the fond memory of your westward friend Louisa, the daily mail deliveries begin to arrive, though it's rather sparse, as the first day of school always is. Your parents don't miss you quite well- your parents don't miss you. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry? Our parents don't parents miss us? don't miss you. Period. And going back to Kava Chapman season one. Jesus. No. Please, anything with that. No. What are you implying about my parents? Excuse me, Remy. Oh, what in the character days. regression is this? <laughs> I don't like this um, timeline. 
Your parents don't miss you quite enough to start sending nagging letters or care packages yet. However, Ren and Imogen, you both get mail. Imogen, you get a simple letter and Ren a small package in the form of an envelope with a protruding bulb. Um, Ren, you open the envelope to find an object and a folded up letter. Which do you choose to look at first? I mean, is the object wrapped up? No, it's just like th- thrown in the envelope. I'll read the letter. The letter reads, Ren, I'm so happy we got the chance to spend time together over winter break. I look forward to learning more about you in the future. I wanted to send you a little something to wish you a happy first day of the second semester. It's a practice pilfer, perfect for running drills on the field or even just playing around with whenever you're bored in your dorm. Please let me know if there's anything you need while at school. I'd be more than happy to get it for you. The letter is not actually signed, except by a few frustrated-looking scribbles at the bottom, but you can tell it's from your mother, Winona, Um, though it seems she was unsure of how to sign the letter. The object inside is a small orb of bursting emerald green, uh, reflecting the candles that hung above the Grand Hall tables. The metallic exterior was covered in ornate swirls and carvings. As you hold it, two wings flick out from the side, a magnificent silver that reflects your own gray eyes back at you. Delicate wings that fluttered quickly brush your eyelashes and cheeks in a playful attempt to goad you into releasing it for a game of catch. Ren bursts into tears. (laughs) I love that you both never know how to sign things either. I'm pretty (laughs) sure we had a whole bit where you scratched out a bunch of things when you were messaging Catherine. (laughs) It's, It's funny because there's a lot that's different between the two of them, but... Again, if you listen to that bonus content, you'll see how similar they really are. Patreon.com slash the modifiers. Anyway, uh, Ren bursts into tears. Um, and all she can say is, Green Pilfer! Guys! Green Pilfer! Oh, wow! That's oh, real cute! Oh, green! It's green and it's a pilfer. That's real pretty. <gasps> oh, that'll be perfect for your rehearsals. For pra- practice? You mean training? It's Not a rehearsal pilfer? Is that what you uh, said? You said it's a rehearsal pilfer? Yes, it's a rehearsal pilfer. I mean, you know what it is? It is Celeste. You're super right. The rehearsal <laughs> pilfer. That's that's what it's called. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. Uh, I'm tired. You're, you're welcome, <laughs> I guess. Okay, so before you open your letter, Imogen, Ava Harper, a fellow Serpentine third year, roommate and BroomZoom teammate to you, Ren, stops by your table. She's a pretty girl with big brown eyes and long black hair and bronze skin. Uh, she has a bright smile on her face and she says, Hi, Ren. Hi, everyone. Um, hi, Ross. Um, she nervously tucks a piece of hair behind her ear and she says, So, um, Ross, I was, I was wondering, um, maybe next Hogsville trip we could go together. Um, Ross sits straight up as soon as she addresses him, but he just stammers. Go, uh, go together. You and me. She nods and lets out a nervous laugh. <laughs> yeah, like um, a date. Ross immediately turns his head to you guys. His eyes wide and unsure, hoping for some kind of nudge in any direction. Can I roll an insight check to see if Ross is into it? Yeah. Um, that is a t- nineteen. Nice. Uh, you can tell by the flush of Ross's cheeks and the way he sat up as soon as she said his name. He thinks she's really pretty. Okay, no guilt at all. Um, of course he w- 
Of course he'll come with you. Of course. We were actually just talking about how we don't have any, how Ross didn't have any plans for next trip. I mean, we're going with our girlfriends and uh, you have your study buddy. Yeah, Bax Jackson. So that's a wonderful idea. Uh, Ross uh, slowly looks back to Ava. Um, he's blushing a little harder and he goes, uh, Yep. Yeah. Yeah. What uh, Celeste said. I had no one to go with. I mean, like not like a, in a loser way. Like I just uh, everyone had like plans, and I was figuring it out. Um, I he, he yeah. Was really, he was really cool when he was like, you know what? I'll just go solo. It's fine, guys. Like he was so cool. His voice cracks a little bit when he goes, "Yeah." <clears throat> um, but I, I, uh, yeah, I would love, I'd love to go with you, Ava. That sounds, uh, sounds super fun. And she, she like laughs a little bit. She's like, super fun. I will see you in the care of fantastically mystical creatures. He's like, yep, I'll see you then. I'll see you in the class. See you in the class then at the end. The, bye, bye, I'll bye, babe. And she like walks away. Um, and when she arrives at the group of friends she usually sits with, uh, everyone leans forward immediately. And you can tell that it's just giggle city. Bren turns to Ross and is like, you did sound like me for a second over there, so you're gonna have to, like, just kind of pull it back next time, yeah? Yes, uh, Ross, I can come with you on your date, though, if you need me to speak for it. No. No. <laughs> uh, Ross, Ross kind of, like, looks down and you can tell, you can just watch him, like, kind of go immediately internal and he just goes, oh god, what did I do? Oh no. No, 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 it's okay. It's okay. Unless you don't want to, and that's okay, that can be rectified. But if you do want to, then this is fine. Promise. I mean, it was, like, really pretty and, like, really nice. Right. And I don't know, I didn't think about it before, and then she asked me, and I was like, well, uh, wow, um, oh, God. I mean, and she is just asking you to hang out, essentially. It's not, th- there really isn't any pressure yet, you but know? But what if, what if, what if, what if this, what if I, what if it all, what if, what if, what if I? What if it? What? Celeste shakes him till he stops the what ifs. Have some pumpkin juice. It's fine. You're gonna be fine. It's do, gonna be yes. okay. Do you need some calming herbal tea? I. He like slowly pulls his hood from his hoodie over his no, head and no, he like no, turtles. No, no, I rip uh-huh. it right off. I rip it off of his head. I see what's going on, Ross. I don't. But go You're on. You're not feeling. You shouldn't feel bad for being interested and going on dates. But what if I do? Okay, but it's kind of tough because we should really have a therapy circle about this, but I feel like that will just make you think about it more. Because well, he curls Ross... back in on himself. Okay, it's okay. No. Celeste it's okay. rips that off again. <laughs> R- Ross, you wouldn't want Louisa to feel bad about looking at somebody else at her other school, right? Even though you can't be there. I doubt she wants the same of you. It's okay to find multiple people attractive and it's okay as long as you're polite and respect every partner louise is gonna understand in fact she's gonna be excited and it's not like you're marrying this person it is one trip to hogsville so you don't think she'd be like mad or like that i no knowing louisa she'll be excited for you and honestly it might heck maybe louisa when she comes back you'll learn something about her maybe she'll be a little jealous who knows Oh God! Well, I don't want. I just. I don't want her to feel. She's not gonna feel anything bad. She's your friend first and foremost. It's okay that you, you, you know, like her, and you can still like her. 
I mean, feelings are complicated. We're all friends, and our friendships are all very strong, but sometimes we have, you know, different parts of our friendships. You know, like Imogen and I, we go to the library together, but then Celeste and I gossip over coffee. You know, that's different things that different friends have, and you're allowed to have that with, with people that you find cute, too. I'm not allowed to have coffee. You, no, no, you're not allowed Hello. to have coffee. Mm-hmm. Triple decaf red eye. Yeah, that, decaf that's triple where red we eye. Oh, decaf triple red yeah. eye, sorry. It's just milk. Yeah, it's well, it's milk with three shots of milk in it. <sighs> okay, but back to your thing, Ross. Ross uh, leans forward. Um, his eyes are really wide, and he goes, Do you guys ever just, like feel emotions so much and it feels like you have so many of them and it's like boiling inside of you and like you're just frothy all the time every damn day every of moment life. of the day like oh. like a like a cup of milk that's overflowing yeah you're the I one who said that frothy. Milk. i don't like this conversation anymore I, you're the one who brought up frothy okay that's that wasn't me <laughs> no, i was turning it into something innocent <clears throat> like milk like but- you you just you boil something like so hard and then it just like bubbles so much and I I kind of got into cooking a little bit over Christmas. Sean is real bad at it. He can't cook anything, and I don't. I was just so tired of pizza. Oh God! I just had a horrible thought. He can't cook. Is that why it didn't work out with Professor Singh? You guys never found out why it didn't work with Professor Singh. You fuckers. Sorry, you made too many things interesting, and we can only follow one train of thought at a time. It's not our fault. You created too many flashy, like, new gay characters for us at the time. Yeah. So we were ADHD and all. Yeah. Speaking of, <laughs> let's go back to that frothy moment. Um, that frothy um, tween. <laughs> so aside from frothy, um, yes, that feeling is very relatable amongst everyone here. Hell, everyone in this damn school. It's hard to feel so much all the time and have nowhere to put it, which is why I fly sometimes, because then I can... I can fly it out if that makes sense a little bit makes sense okay maybe i should do that also we do need to start therapy circles again because i I really do think i know we got a bit busy with like internships and stuff but i I mean they're not they're never going to be as good without louisa leading them but that's true i I think we need i think we need some help with with our our words and our thinking and our when i say we i mean me but also like if you guys want yeah to... we, we could we could choose some better words like we could workshop the words that we're using because because the word froth has been brought up a little bit too much <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah i'm saying. not quite a fan of that one but i do get the sentiment behind the like but you know like for me i feel like my feelings are are like a, a bucket and and like water drips in it a lot and sometimes it's like a day where you just pour a bunch of water into the bucket and and sometimes it's just like a couple drips but but every once in a while that bucket kind of overflows if you don't like pour it out sometimes and then it just keeps overflowing until you like take the time to sit with it and pour some of the water out you know what i mean yeah and with me like sometimes i just try to be a bigger bucket because i know all this stuff is gonna happen so i'm like oh i, I don't just think need to you keep can change the bucket the size. sides i yeah, but I feel like this is what happened last year to me. I just kept trying right. to build up the sides, but I didn't we've have the, the right materials got, available to me. So, like, it, maybe it's a tin bucket, but all I mm. had is, like, like cheap little balsa wood planks, and that's not going to hold water. We're going to talk about through. this in therapy, uh, in therapy circle, I think. Also, bucket mechanics. No. I have I have some schematics drawn up. For your, for your mental bucket. Also, now I'm into crafting buckets, I guess. I kind of, I, I started talking about buckets, and then I'm like, hmm, history of vessels, interesting. I just, I'm gonna stop by the library and maybe, uh, 
pick up some books on bucket craft. Anyways, Ross, you're totally valid for wanting to go on a date, and Louisa is not going to be mad at you. Okay. All buckets aside. <laughs> and you guys will tell me what to wear, right? Because I feel like I... Uh... I will stay Celeste out will. of it. Celeste will tell you what to wear. Of course, I will absolutely tell you what to wear. What, what day is it? Let's go now. Let's go now. We have class soon. Shit, we do. All right. Uh, we'll go after class. Do you have rehearsal tonight? No, there's no practice until next week. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll go after class tonight. We'll raid your wardrobe. Uh, make sure it is in a closet by the time I get there. Not on the floor. Oh. <laughs> he, like, glances at Teddy and he goes, Yup. Okay. When is the Hogsville trip anyway? Is this like a month from now? It's like, I think it's like next week. Okay, okay, then this does make sense. Okay. All right, so we have a plan. Ross, Teddy, clothes on the floor. In closet. Thank you. Lovely, this will be a fun day. Uh, she kind of giggles into, I'm guessing she's uh, has like Myra's arm again, around her or something. Yeah, Myra's right next to her. Yeah, she kind of leans into it and giggles like, ooh. Yeah, Myra's just kind of been like observing this whole thing kind of like... Okay. Insight check. <laughs> yeah, she never got to meet Go Louisa. I miss Louisa. I miss Louisa. I miss Louisa. God, I miss Louisa. Oh, that's a dirty 20 insight check. It's never going to happen again. Uh, Myra is just observing the group. She's still kind of like trying to fully understand the group dynamics. She's one of those people where when she's introduced to new people in a new group, she stands back. And she lets interactions between the people who know each other happen so she can adapt and uh, behave uh, appropriately. So she's kind of, this like situation was new to her. So she's like observing and then also gaining information about the elusive Louisa. God, for everyone, to, for anyone to have the misfortune of calling Louisa elusive in their life. Uh. Elusive. Elusive. <laughs> nice. Elusive. El- you did Devastating. it. Devastating. Got, got it in one. Yeah, elusive. <laughs> so, uh, Imogen, do you open your letter? Oh, yeah, yeah, I certainly do. Hello, letter. Uh, it's uh, a letter from your mother. Um, it oh, that's says... great. I love her. <laughs> <laughs> it says, Imogen, dearest, I miss you so much. And I'm sorry we didn't get to see each other over the winter break. I hope you had a splendid time with your sister and Marisol. My travels were well, as were your father's. He and I send our love, Mum. P.S. Our zim And I'll go ahead and put oh, that in the chat. So that's Excuse me? Is, is that in Finnish? <laughs> yeah, you guys can read that for yourself. Oh, it's a code! Well, wow, this is nice. I I definitely miss my mom. I'm just gonna I'm gonna start writing back and say, hey, hi, mom. I miss you too. So so sad we didn't get to see each other over winter break, but that's okay because I love you and I know you're doing good work. And uh, great postscript there. I'm not familiar with the language, but I'm definitely gonna translate it later. I I'm guessing it's. See, it's not the Cyrillic alphabet, so it's probably not Russian or uh, some Slavic variant. Even though I know, I was told that you're probably studying in Russia. But maybe it's Finnish or something. I don't think that uses the Cyrillic alphabet. It might be. It might be. 
I don't know. I'll do- And this is all being written down. Uh, stream of consciousness. Beautiful. Uh, I'm gonna go to the library and try to translate it. I'm sure it's a real nice message. I'll write you again when I translate it. I love you! Wonderful. And the bright feather takes your letter right then and there and, and flies off. Do you show anyone this letter? Does anyone ask about it? Because I'm, I'm kind of just like reading it, like probably not really even doing a second thought of, oh, I, cool, she sent me a secret uh, message, so I get, to, uh, I get to translate that from another language. How nice. I love it when she gets me involved in her studies. That's oh, nice. I mean, Ren would have like passed her, her note to you guys, probably. Hey, friends. Do we, you think we have enough time to go to the library? I want to figure out what language this is. Language? Yeah. My mom sent me uh, like a secret like postscript thing in uh, oh, a different cool. language, so I wanted to I wanted to see if I can translate it. Oh, because your mom knows a bunch of languages, right? She's so smart, and I love her. That's so cool. Yeah, I I don't know if we're gonna have time before class, um, but we should definitely go like during lunch or during the break. What's it look like? Does it look like Finnish or something? I I was gonna say Finnish, yeah, or maybe probably some sort of Eastern European mm. dialect, just based simply on the fact that. That's where she's studying right now. That's where she's doing her research. There's not a lot of vowels. Not a no. lot. Uh, but it might be like, it, it might also be kind of like, you know, Welsh where W's are also vowels. So when, oh. so if you look at it, you're like, there's no vowels. But it's actually that there's other, some of the other letters actually make vowel oh. sounds, you know? Well, it, it doesn't look Welsh because I did, I did do a little bit of Winona. Um, is Welsh, so I was doing a little bit of research. That's just cool. kind of like you know, um, but it's not it's not Welsh. Oh yeah, it might be the Russian equivalent of Welsh, but it's not in the Russian alphabet. It's not. No, the Cyrillic Interesting. alphabet. No, no. Can I do like an, I don't know, an insight or a history check or something? I don't know, Ren. How would you do, do that? An insight. <laughs> okay. High DC, though. I'll tell you that. I understand. Um. That being said, I'm pretty sure it is canon that Ren has read uh, The Daring Book for Girls, and there is a whole chapter on codes. I'm almost okay. positive I've said that before. Have, do you guys like, I remember that, that but we did cut it out. But I did say but it. But it is canon. I did. It is canon for us. Okay. I do believe it's canon. Okay. Go ahead. Just keeping that in mind. Okay. Hi, DC guys. Let's do this. Nope. <laughs> that's a four. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. That's a, that's a solid... Six. I mean, I have a good DC, but I, I don't think Celeste is too curious. Should I do a like a disadvantage roll? Yeah, I think I think Celeste would have disadvantage on this. She's really not that like suspicious about anything right now. Uh, it's not bad. It is a eighteen. Eighteen. Um, it doesn't look like any language that you know. It it just looks like gibberish, like she had a stroke. Huh. Well, it doesn't look like a language. Uh, definitely not Latin. Uh, yes, I suppose. Let's look into something. Although, are, are we sure that your mother is okay? Um, I mean, is it possible to... I mean, I, I definitely I wrote her letters and we were in contact throughout break. I mean, she I wrote to her, she wrote back. Okay, good. And she had, she's been in contact with my, my sister and, and Marisol. So, oh, wonderful. Then. I mean, she's the one who asked them to look after me over break. Uh, mostly just because this doesn't look like a language, so I don't know if it's possible to have like a melt, a brain meltdown while writing, but I doubt that's what happened here. If anything, maybe it's 
code? Ooh. Ooh, like Pig Latin or something. Probably not that, but it could be something like that. That's fun. Well, we'll figure it out at uh, Durham Break or something then. Yeah, I can't wait. Cool. Uh, So it's about time for class. So I'm assuming you guys go to class. Nah, let's go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Fine. Okay. (laughs) So you begin classes, as usual, in Professor Jameson's classroom. He looks to be growing out his beard, though it was well-groomed and not scruffy as it had been this time last year. Um, As always, he is delighted to see you. Um, And he says, how's everybody doing? A lovely break, I hope? Yeah. That was so sad. I know, yeah, that that was a little (laughs) off. Lovely break, I hope. Lovely break, I hope. Uh, let me try it again. How's everybody doing? No. (laughs) It's gonna be so How y'all doing, Professor? How is everybody doing? A lovely break, I hope? Why, certainly. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Yes, Professor? A carried party with a hard heart to Sergeant Charles. Yeah, it was was a good one. Yes. Um, Lovely break, I turned 15. So now it is official. I am an adult adult. I am definitely an adult. 15 is like elderly, honestly. Wow. Okay. All right. What? Sorry, what? I, I'm 30, so I'm just marinating in how her, how much that statement hurt. Uh, anyways. Um, Why? with age. <laughs> You're practically middle-aged. Wow. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm kidding. And she doesn't say that. <laughs> Sorcerers live longer than, than the normie life expectancy, I'll have you know. I'm practically 23. Also, you guys here have made us feel... Like the exact opposite is true because you said you said you're best at grief counseling, which tells me a sorcerer's life expectancy is not very high. Well, in this school, it's pretty low. Yeah, if you adjust it for the for all the people who die young, and it's like if you take out the outliers, and it's just people who die, you know, like from age. But I mean, that's really for any it's life expectancy. Me about thirty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thirty might be middle age for a sorcerer. All right, let's can we. Change the subject. How was your guys' breaks? You already asked that. Yeah, that's that's what this subject was. You can't say let's change the subject and then go back to the original (laughs) subject. Hey, do you guys want your grades? No, I'll give you your okay. No, I don't. (laughs) It's so funny that like our pastime, our like way of getting back into the year, is bullying Professor James. (laughs) Professor Jameson clears his throat and he goes, well, I had a good break myself. I hung out with Ross a lot. We spent Christmas together, the two of us. Um, it was fun. We had, you know, pizza and um, I think we had some Chinese food at one point. That was fun. Bonding time. Uh, Ross learned how to cook box mac and cheese, but, you know, it was more than he could do before. That's real exciting. You can't underestimate box mac and cheese, Professor. Yeah. There's a lot you can do with it. mac and cheese. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. We're gonna have so much fun over summer break. Oh lord. We're going to have okay. a mac and cheese party and it's all gonna be boxed mac and cheese. <laughs> I just, well, if you do, can you try and get Ross to remember when he boils the water because he always forgets and then it's either evaporated or boiled over the pot because he put too much in there. Oh, we'll work on it. Okay. Ross, Ross just like glares at his brother. Just like evil eye at him but says nothing so let me tell you about my dragon oh no and i I tell them i I start ranting about how beautiful bright scale is and how i got to write her a lot and i had a lovely break and everything was great 
That's wonderful, Imogen. It sounds like you you really had an, an, an excellent just the I, an ideal break. Just it yeah. was great. Nothing went wrong. That's, Nothing. I'm happy for you. No, I not that I can remember. No, no. Great. It sounds like you made some really wonderful memories, Imogen. I did. I made some great memories with Bright Scale. You know, if anything did go wrong, I'm sure you'd remember that. Well, yeah. What was that? This is very weird. Like, it seems like she just had an average holiday, and we're all really stressing how average it was. What do you mean? I got I got to spend all this time with Bright Scale and 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 Raiden and 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 bonding, and I got to save a different dragon. Honestly, average for you. I meant more like this is like a regular day in Imogen's home, like. Save riding dragons, saving dragons. It seems like things you do. Thank you. Cool. So grades, huh? <laughs> yeah. So do you, you guys, you want to hear your grades from the fall? No, but give them to us anyway. Yes. All right. Here we go. Professor Jamis says, "All right, I've got your grades for you. Here we go. Imogen, botany, P five plus. Potions, P five plus." Astronomy, S4. History of Magic, S4. Care of Fantastically Mystical Creatures, L3. Elemental Magic, S4. Study of Runes, S4. Your Apprenticeship, P5+. Charms, S4. Defense Against Evil Magic, S4. Transfiguration, S4. Your average is an S4 and your GPA is a 47.5. Celeste. Botany, L3. Potions, S4. Astronomy, S4. History of Magic, D2. Care of Fantastically Mystical Creatures, S4. Elemental Magic, S4. Study of Runes, S4. Your Apprenticeship, P5+. Charms, S4. Defense Against Evil Magic, E5. Transfiguration, D2. Your average is an S4. Uh, your GPA is 41.5. How did I get a D2 in Transfiguration? When did that happen? Uh, Ren. Botany, L3. Potions, L3. Astronomy, S4. History of Magic, P5+. You got a perfect score in everything History of Magic. That's so weird. <laughs> I mean, maybe it just helps that you have a way hotter teacher now. Which is Myra's mother. Elemental Magic, S4. Divination, P5+. Study of Runes, L3. Charms, S4. Defense Against Evil Magic, S4. Transfiguration, S4. Your average is S4, and your GPA is 40. So what did I roll that, that interesting roll on divination? Do I get anything for that? Yeah. You got a- basically it, it equaled a P5+, plus because the number that was generated by my computer was 73. Oh, okay, so because I picked 69, I did super well. I fucking hate you. I fucking hate you. I hate you so much. I hate you. I want to punch you. You're I'm sorry. Bag. I'm just a little psychic. Shut the fuck up. That's a that's a that's a real nice grade you got there. Nice. I I'm Thank also you. I picked it myself. You know, I did not generate that number until I was doing the grades just now, and when it popped up seventy three, I so you were mad for no chest. reason because I picked. I was mad because you picked sixty nine. What else it's was supposed I to pick? represent? Your intuition. It's divination. Yeah, and my intuition was right. Hello, she's fourteen. Off. Of course, she's gonna pick sixty nine. Like, aren't we all just gonna? It's like, what That's, other choice is there? You I still pick, pick that a number. number. 
Yeah. To be fair, Ren just learned about where babies come from a little bit ago. I question whether she knows about 69. Yeah. But she definitely knows, oh, 69 is apparently a funny number. I'm going to choose that. <laughs> I think it's probably nice. because it it's like because the, the numbers are like the same number yeah. when you oh, swap like it. Like upside down and backwards. Upside yeah. down. Yeah, so it's just you know it's a it's one. a pretty number it's 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 got some it's got spunk. After Imogen talks about bright scale for three quarters of the class, and then Jameson gives you his grades. Yeah, one hundred percent. Or your grades, he says. Um, All right, now before I dismiss you, um, we have a meeting after class today. Myra, we'd like you to come as well. So please be prompt. We have some things to discuss. Dope. Myra, it sounds like you passed the test. Or maybe the test is going to happen soon. Have you taken any tests? Um, not to my knowledge. Oh, yeah, I guess you haven't done the the trial yet. I wonder if the rest of us are going to participate. This is going to be fun. I hope so. The trial? We'll we'll just see what what happens when we get there. How about that? We'll let it happen. Let's do that. Okay, I'm not nervous or anything. Don't stress. It's fine. You have nothing to be nervous about. Now, Teddy and Ross, if they have any clothing on the floor, they do have something to be nervous about. But you, nothing. Ross and Teddy exchange a glance. Edison, Um, you're in the clear. Because you're in in a different dorm. I'm remembering that now. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) But he also, not to sound like a stereotype, he doesn't actually sound like he never shows up to class with that much of a ruffled shirt anyway. Mm-hmm. Like it's, I don't ever see. I just any, feel like, like he's a little bit more tidy. Lines. Just a little Edison, bit. Well Edison chimes in. He goes, "Well, to be honest, I also don't usually roughhouse before ten a.m. and uh, the other two absolutely do, and oh. that might be the cause of their ruffled shirts. Oh, that I does make sense. To, I thought you were going to end after roughhouse, and I was going to be like, me too, but before ten well, a.m. I, mean, I can get every, a little rowdy. Everyone knows that." You don't wear your uniform while you're roughhousing. You put it on after. Duh. I don't think the boys control when they decide to roughhouse. I think they just do. Oh, you you don't have, like, scheduled roughhousing? Yeah, they just have to listen to Teddy shakes his head, he goes, Maybe we should start. And Ross goes, I do not have a planner now, and I never will. (laughs) (laughs) That's a mood, as they say. Honestly, that's that ADHD that I love to see represented. (laughs) <laughs> so yeah after after class you know you go to uh your other classes you have potions with professor singh um who is also very glad to have you back you guys uh you know do some potion theory today and then uh you have a nice lunch and then uh botany with professor pup um filled with plants and plants and plants and lots of plants as per usual yeah There's some dirt imogen's thrilled so excited for this dirt. After classes, uh, then you have your meeting in which everyone, including Myra, is expected to be there. Celeste is getting Myra, like, prepared for anything, uh, especially telling all the weaknesses she's acquired of all the teachers, or at least things she thinks are weaknesses. (laughs) And just in case, wear tennis shoes. Yes, uh, wear tennis shoes. Also, my father either loves or hates being turned into a goose. I can't tell. It's unclear, but use that. I don't understand how I've made that unclear at all. I think it's very clear 
what his preferences goose-wise are. Then, You're then not why there. aren't you saying it? Why aren't you saying it out loud? You're not giving us a definitive answer. You're not giving us this. <laughs> no, tell us he's afraid of geese. Go on. Do it. So Myra says, I don't actually own a pair of sneakers. I, they, they just, I've, I've never really had need for them. They're not in my wardrobe. Well, okay, well, you can borrow a pair of mine. What size are you? Four. Four? That because sounds like a very small amount of, yeah, but we're like teenagers. You're like 14. Uh, 14 year old. But it's also different in the UK. Size. Oh, fuck, that is really small. Um, I, I wear a seven. But also, we're in the UK, so it might actually be a Puck, five. come on! Okay, seven God, I, I really don't think the it. audience is gonna be mad about this. <laughs> uh, I wear a size 40. Okay. okay. I definitely have uh, at least one pair of those, because, you know, I like to size up and also size down, just in case, you know. Because sometimes with, like, when, you, when you're doing too much activity, because then your, like, feet swell or that kind of thing, you know? Oh. Yeah, that makes sense anatomically. Science. Sure. Um. Uh, I'll go grab what colors? What colors? I, what should I coordinate my outfit with? I nope. No. When, no. <laughs> when you get back here, there's these are important questions. I don't know. White tennis shoes or black tennis shoes? Black. Okay. If they're black, <laughs> it's less likely for anyone to realize that I'm wearing them. What you have? Okay, we're gonna talk about this when I get back. But I'll be right back. Yes. Okay, so that sounded a little shady, I will say. I, well, I didn't mean it. It's just that I, that's not my No, aesthetic. I get it. I get it. I get it. I just want to point it out and just kind of highlight it. And it's all good. It's all good. Ren comes back with the, with two pairs for her to try on. She's like, yeah, but I really do want to talk about what you were saying about tennis shoes. Because, like, they're really versatile and you never know when you're going to have to run. And, like, also... I, I did bring my like fancy tennis shoes for you because I know you're you like you like things that are a little more fancy. Um, so these might fit. These are my date tennis shoes. Date tennis shoes. Celeste is behind Ren, just being like sh- mouthing like she loves tennis shoes. <laughs> They're really good for your feet, and that way you have less like if you're if you're doing a lot of exercise or you're Searching moving around a lot during the day. Right, right. It's it's better for for your feet because if you're wearing something that's not giving you enough like. Support. Backing. Support. Right, that's All right. right. Roll me a d8, and I'm gonna do the same. And then we're gonna see how well these fit. Uh, I got a six. I got a four, so they are a little big. Oh, here, I also brought some extra socks. They just put them on top of your other socks. Du- double sock, you know? Yeah! Have you never double socked it before? Won't that make it look clunky? Uh, it's not about looking clunky, it's about making sure that you can do everything you need to do. You know, I, I really you can know do everything I need to do in, in these Oxford shoes. I, th- I think I'm just gonna... They're really comfortable. I think but they're laced up and you, tight. Insight check to see if she's like... I don't know. That's a three. So I don't know what's <laughs> going on, but I feel weird about it. <laughs> Ren's just like, she hates me. She hates me. She hates me and my shoes. <laughs> Myra just decides that, you know, her shoes... Shoes are comfortable enough, and she's probably ran in them before. That, that works. No, she hates me in my shoes. She says, I don't even know if the trial's gonna be today. I think we should just go and, and see what happens and get, get all the what ifs out of the way. Yeah, no, I'll go put my shoes back. That's yeah, this fine. was definitely worth the detour. But the, uh, th- I appreciate the offer. Thanks. <laughs> and you guys go to the meeting? Yeah. Great. Uh, 
So uh, in the meeting, uh, you see Ty, who looks fully recovered uh, from his injuries. Uh, Professor Jameson's there. Carver's there. Porter's there. Uh, Professor Chang is there, um, and that's all of the all of the teachers. So um, so yeah, the you know the professors are there, and when, once you come in, they turn their attention to you. Ty says, "All right, thank you guys for for joining us. Um, this is mostly to." Um, let you know a little bit about uh, the trial that we have designed for Myra. So there is a test, a, a task essentially, that will be given to uh, to you, Myra, at some point in the near future. It may take you a while to accomplish. That's fine. Time frame doesn't matter at all. What's important is that you keep it a secret from everybody, including all of your classmates, um, everyone except for the professors here who all know what it is. If uh, if any of your classmates, and this is this is extremely important, guys, we need you to take this seriously. If any of you catch her being suspicious or doing something, we need you to report it to the professors, to us. Absolutely, we can do that. Okay. Sure. That sounds reasonable. That's really the most important thing that we just wanted to discuss with you guys, is just make sure that you guys were on board and, you know, keep an eye out. And- uh, the internships begin again this week. Um, be prepared for that. Uh, yes, Ren. Who are we interning with? Uh, Hugo will will let you know if you keep your same no, assignments. No, tell us, please. Y- you must know. You have you to must know. know. You have to approve it. You've got to know. <laughs> I already uh, know mine. Ty glances at the other professors um, and and like gives a look that's kind of like, well. Professor Jameson like clears his throat and uh, glances over at Professor Carver, um, who looks kind of like, "All right, I guess." Um, I, most of you are saying the same, uh, though there is uh, just one switch. Um, well, two technically, I guess. But um, uh, Ren and Celeste, you guys are swapping places. Celeste, you will be oh, interning wait. for Claire, and Ren, you are um, going to be uh, interning for Porter. I feel like that doesn't. Um, what? Who, 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 who authorized, um, when did this, how did, who, who, wh- why? It, it was a request from, from someone with internships. Uh, someone requested someone else specifically. I'm, I'm not sure those details. Oh, um, um well, I feel like, don't you think with, like, working under, under family might be a bit of a, a conflict of interest? Professor Carver kind of, like, tilts his head. He goes, I understand what you mean. Um, it, it's, he like clears his throat again. Um, <clears throat> I think it's going to be fine. It, it, it's just, Celeste is really, really good at that job. And I don't think I could, I could do what, what, what she does. Um, and, and, you know, I think this might just be a bit of a, a misunderstanding. So, um, when, when we go, I'm, I'm going to talk, I'm, I'm, I, I, after the first day, I think we might be swapping again. So, so don't get, so Celeste, don't, don't get comfortable in, in your mom's office. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, that's something you should definitely talk to Hugo about. Um, he's, he's really the one who's, who heads this whole thing. It's, it's, we don't really have any say in, in who goes where. It's just, we know about it. And that's, that's pretty much it. Um, it's, it's all run by, by the Sanctum. Um, but you, you said that it was because someone wanted a, a swap of somebody new, not that someone was trying to get rid of someone? Right, that's, that's basically what, what Hugo said. Um, I tried to ask him for more, and he, he said he didn't really 
know much, just that it was a request. And you know how Hugo is. He's kind of very serious about his job. He said something about confidentiality. I don't know. So when when when's our next? Uh, when are we going? Do I? You start again at the end of this week. Uh, it's the same schedule as usual. Okay. I'm just gonna send a, a quick. Um. I'll, I'm gonna be right back. I'm gonna go to the Owlry real quick. I'll be right back. Celeste has not and will not say anything for the rest of the meeting. No. No matter how much people go at her about it or ask her or press her, she's not speaking. All right. Uh, yeah. So when you leave, you go to the Owlry and, and you send a letter. Uh-huh. What's um, it say? I send a letter to my mom saying, hey, um, just got new internship assignments. Did you swap anything out? Because if so, I'd really like to talk to you about that. Um, maybe, maybe really soon, if that's okay, or also over letters, fine. Um, just, just, like, message back as soon as you can. Uh, okay, bye. Um, your, uh, your, your Ren, and it's, like, crossed out a couple times. Okay, so yeah, you send that off to your mother. Obviously, you're not gonna get a response right away. Um, the rest of the meeting is, is basically just logistics. Um, um, what, what about me? Am I, what about my internship assignment? Uh, yes, uh, so you are still with the, the research department, um, yeah. but I believe uh, it, it has been uh, requested that, that you uh, work specifically under the, the head of the research department, Dr. Okay. Rowan. Yes, wonderful, cool, that's, that's what I thought, I just needed a confirmation, I'm really excited. Yes, absolutely, um, and then the rest of you are the same. Myra, Hugo said that uh, you two were working out a deal, I didn't really know what that meant, um, and Myra just goes, oh I know what that means. Don't worry, I've got this. And and she just kind of looks a little smug. And uh, Professor Carver's like, okay, uh, all right. If no one has any questions, um, you're uh, you're free to go. Oh, Celeste storms out of the room, not happy. Well, I did not pick up on any of those vibes. I'm just very confused as to why my friends have left. Hey, hey, Myra, Ross, Teddy, Edison, do you know what that's about? I'm uh, real confused. Uh, Edison, uh, leans towards you. He, like, wraps an arm around your shoulders and kind of, like, walks with you out and the rest follow, and he just goes, Oh, you know, family drama. It's- it'll be okay. Huh. Weird. I- 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 I didn't have any family drama over break or anything, so... (laughs) I'm really happy for you, Imogen. That's great. I wonder what that's like. I'm kidding. My mom and I have a great relationship. Oh, that's so nice. So do I. My mom, my mom's the great. She sounds really cool. I'd love to meet her someday. I love her and I trust her so much. I bet you do. I do. Good talk. Let's go find our friends. Yeah, let's go look. Should I roll or something? Yeah, uh, so Imogen, roll me an insight check to see if you have any idea where your friends have gone. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, that's a 22. You know exactly where they would have gone. Uh, are you going after Ren or Celeste? I'm gonna go after Ren, because she left first. Okay, so you go to the Owlry, where uh, Ren is just finishing sending off a letter with one of the school owls. Hi, Ren. Fancy hey. meeting you here. Oh, yeah. After super... you said that you'd come here. That makes sense that you would find me here. Um, everything's fine. Uh, actually, um, I'm good. You should go and you, you should you, you you should go and check on Celeste because I feel like um, oh we can do that together. I don't know if I I, I don't know if that's a good idea because she seemed really um she she seemed uh, understandably upset and I um I I feel like it might be my fault a little bit. So what um, do you mean? 
Well, you you know the whole thing with with my um my mum. Your mum, yeah. And then she's pulling you into her department. Right, but but Celeste loves that department so much, and and she's really good at it, and and I'm not gonna be good at it at all. Um. Well, but, you you would be good at it because you're good at a lot of things. But also, I mean... But, but it's it's really where she wanted to be, and she was thinking she wanted to be... And she just had her, her last... Her, her first, um... Her first pub- public... You should go check on her. I know, I'm, I'm just... The reason you came to the Allery was to, to send a letter to your to your birth mum so she could get Celeste back in her department, right? So it should be fine. I, I right? hope I hope so. You know, when I, I met my mum, I mean, she she's real excited that I'm, I'm okay, and... She was just she she was real eager to spend time with me and you know and I, I I want I want to like get to know her and spend time with her too but but not not at the expense of of my best friend's potential career you know I mean this would be great for her maybe we'll work it out because I I'll just I'll ask her and it's gonna be fine and she's gonna understand and it's gonna be fine and then Celeste won't be mad at me anymore even though she has every right to be it's but not I'm good to be a problem I mean I understand that your mom wanted to wanted to pull you in to spend more time with you but I mean you're letting her know that it means a lot to Celeste so I mean it's it's gonna be fine it's not gonna I mean, be a problem because because you know I, I I know when when I was little and stuff I was like her her everything that's what she said but but I told her that my my friends are everything to me and so she's she'll have to understand she has to, she, yeah. She'll have to, and it'll be fine. It's going to be fine, so, but if, if Celeste is feeling upset about that, maybe she doesn't understand that it's going to be fine, so let's go let her make sure she knows it's going to be fine. I, I think I, I should probably... No, because remember last time when she was when she was upset, she, she wanted some space, and I don't, I don't want to push up my... I don't, I don't want to push myself onto her again. Um, well, will you but be with it, me at least till I find her, and then, then you can kind of like how you kind of just sat outside of the the dorm when I went in to talk to Celeste after the whole broom incident. Um, you could I... just like be around the corner and then then see like get a feel for the situation, like do an insight check or something. I, I have no idea what you mean, but I'm I'm sh- I'm sure that in the moment that will make sense. Um, yeah, but here, come on. I, I think I grab, no, I grab I think, your hand. I I think I'm gonna go see Henry. Um, and, and maybe this out with him because he knows things about complicated okay. parental I'm sorry oh that's okay it's, but don't it's don't worry choice. about me I'm I'll be fine I'm just I'm worried about Celeste and I, I feel like she could really use a friend right now okay I'm, maybe I'm gonna let her know that it's it's all gonna be okay and that there's nothing to worry about but do, I mean don't mention me at all if she seems upset I mean you don't have to I feel like I'm asking you to do this and I don't no, mean to put you in the middle of everything I it's it's okay I I just, it's, everything is going to be fine. Everything's fine. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go find Celeste. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna go see Henry. Okay. I give you a hug. I, I hug back really, really tight. Everything's fine. Okay. I love you. I love you too. I'm gonna go find Celeste. Bye! And I give, I give Bright Feather little scratches on the top of the head. I'm gonna take Thaddeus and hide in a corner and not find Henry. Oh! <laughs> You're not gonna go find Henry? Nope. Okay. Thaddeus uh, can tell that you're in distress, and rather than just lying in your lap, he like turns his head around and he looks at you. He goes, Mao, and then he puts his giant ass paws on your shoulder and like presses his face to your face 
and you just hear a muffled <laughs> I start crying. <laughs> And it's just one of those, like, like what are they called? The windows where you have that little seating book area where you can read. Uh, just yeah, one like of those, like, yeah, a little alcove that's, like, a little bit out of the ways. And I just, like, cuddle with Thaddeus. Yeah. I'm just imagining at Marymount the, in the stacks, the little beanbags in the corners. And you'd, mm-hmm. you'd find the narrowest, uh, the, the, the narrowest one right at the end was the best one. And then you just sit there and cry. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, in the not so distant section of the library you can hear people over and over and over again singing my new philosophy uh Mm. from charlie brown um but no one's singing the duet part it's just five people singing chris and chenoweth's part oh my god yep sorry uh trauma speaking of speaking of chris and chenoweth where's celeste (laughs) where is celeste first off thank you uh, Celeste is furious. Uh, if Myra doesn't find her first, she's going to the room for the what now? The room of re- requests. Oh, what do we call it? Room of requests. That that room where where stuff happens. What do we call the? What do we call it? I think at one point we it was the room of requests, but I don't think we ever really like solidified it. Like we've called it something different every time. Okay, I'll, I will. Well, that's because you guys. I don't think you guys have found out the canon of the room. You're just like, this is a weird room. Yeah, we kind of just refer to it as, you know, that room, that place where that stuff happens. It's like it's whatever you want or something, what you need, you know. Celeste would like to find that magical room uh, where she last went when she had a meltdown. Uh, so, so, so at the same time of the year, but uh, different reasons. Very different reasons. The panic room, if you will. The panic room, if you will. The panic at the room of requirement. So what do you need? What does the room provide for you? Like, what are you, what are you looking, what do you, what do you feel that you need when you go looking for this room? Soundproof and something I can explode. So you walk into this room, heavily padded on the walls and the floors, um, and the ceiling just in case. No glass, no windows. In the center of the room is a clay, uh, it looks like a clay pitcher, um, that it, it looks like it would make a fantastic sound if it was thrown. First off, she takes a big scream, just gets out a big scream, big frustrated scream. She, I think, is intending to practice the quiet explosion spell for a few very frustrated magical minutes, but first just throws the vase, just throws it, then starts practicing on other things in the room. Her noise is definitely, it's ruining the reason of the spell. Um, she's very loud. She's screaming, grunting. This is the worst thing that could have ever happened to her. So you're in this room for a few minutes, um, and the door slowly cracks open, and you see your father come in. Do I have a door-closing spell? <laughs> no! He, uh, he squeezes in and he closes the, the door Not behind now! Him. Not now. Celeste, you need to talk. Why? Why do we need to talk? Yeah. What's the point? I mean, nothing's going to change, right? It is how it is. Everything gets decided for me in general as it is. I finally felt like I had something that was mine, but... Back to Mother's office we go! And I'm going to try to practice the spell. Where you are with spell development... You don't have a verbal spell yet, so it I'm would going just... purely based on emotion. I'm gonna tell you it's not gonna work. Fine. 
Then I flip it. <laughs> Your father stays where he is, and he's quiet a moment, and then he says, Do you really think that nothing changes after we talk? I don't want to do it, father. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't say that ever, but I don't want to do it. I really liked that job, and I really was good at it. And I don't want to. So yes, we can talk, but I I don't see how this goes well. I... I'm sorry. I will... I will speak to Hugo. And see if there's something I can do. It's... It's not that I don't want to help Mother. It just feels like such a cop-out. You know, like I don't get to have an independent identity. I I job shadow Mother in my, all the time in my life. It's not that I don't want to work in her office. It's just that I, I can be me too, you know? I get that. Um, and I think she does too. Because I think she has a reason for requesting you to be her intern. Wait, what? She told me um, that that she requested you to be her intern. So it wasn't Winona. I I don't know if if Winona said anything to Hugo. Um, honestly, um, actually, Hugo didn't tell me anything. The only way that I really knew that. that there was a switch was because your mother said something to me because I think um, I think there's a program that she wants to prep you for Program? What? What are you talking about? She mentioned that um, you two had to talk about um, your future and what you wanted to do and she of course has incredible resources and I, I think she's been looking for something to help you with that goal. I'll do it on the condition. I still get to write. I still get to work there. I still get to come in sometimes. I'm not done with that office. I I definitely think you can make that happen. Okay. What is up with this room? I swear I had a bunch of glass mirrors before last time I was here. <laughs> this may be one of the most, um, powerful magical locations in the world. Not quite sure how you stumbled into it. Twice. Yeah, of course. You know, I I know you know that we have high expectations for you, but that's because we we've seen you do incredible things. And yet you still manage to exceed our expectations. Okay. I think Celeste just cries for a second. Not and for the same reason, just because she still has all this pent-up emotion that she doesn't know what to do with in her 15-year-old self. Um, and she lets it out. And uh, once she's done, she just straightens herself out, uh, flicks away her tears. I'm going to... I, I feel foolish now, so... I'm sorry. I just really like that job. I really was good at it. And part of me thought this was because of the whole... Ren thing, and... I don't know, I just don't... 
Another part of me was scared that I wasn't good at it. So I, I just, I really want to keep doing it. I've read your work. Fantastic. Oh, you know of Miss Dala Demure, huh? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't that hard to find out. You have a very distinct voice. It's quite the love language. Um, I hope you know. I mean every word I say. As do I. Uh, she hugs her dad. Really, really tight. He absolutely returns that as well. Kind of sighs into him and then... Okay, emotional breakdown. Hey, at least this time it wasn't because of grades. And they were not great. Father, can we talk about the fact you you did not tell me there wasn't a final for us private study? I don't understand why you would assume there'd be a test on a research-based apprenticeship. What would I test you on? How to research? Then why didn't you just remind me of that? Because I spent all my time studying for it and practicing for it. Uh, Don't you add me. You gave me a two. You gave me a two. Well, I love you, honey. You did two work. Okay, okay, okay. All right, listen, I I know it's been a while. I remember what it's like to be 15, okay? The emotions run high. This is not fair because you taught me how to fake a paper. So if you read any fake papers, uh, that's from you, father. I learned from watching you. Don't put that on me. All right, come on. Just (laughs) come on. Don't you get back here. She follows him out. I I think Celeste um, shows up at dinner that night. And feels rather foolish and tries to explain the situation to the girls. I'm still looking for Celeste. Oh shit, yeah. Imogen's still looking. Hey, oh, yeah. oh, there you are, Celeste. I was just uh, looking for you. Yes, uh, Father, I will talk to you later. Uh, oh, hi, Professor hi. Carver. Imogen? Good day. Hi, Imogen. Hi, okay. so I just I just wanted just to make sure that you know that everything's going to be fine. There's really no reason to stress because... Ren is going to let uh, Wynona know that that you can switch that... No, uh, no, 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 no. No, it's okay. In fact, where is Ren? We have we have to stop her. Uh, she was... Well, she already sent the letter. Oh, uh, then we have to send a second letter. Also, uh, uh, okay. Well, Ren is talking to Henry right now, I think. So we can go find Henry. Okay, let's go find Henry. Hen- uh, Professor Porter. Oh, right, of course. We're First name basis. We're pretty yes, tight. It's- weird. I, I met him as Henry and Mr. Porter at the same time. It's weird. Yeah, let's go. Let's go find Professor Porter. So you go to his classroom? Ba-doop, 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 his ba-doop, office? Ba-doop. I guess. No, we're right. looking for Ren. Uh, he, he does happen to be in his office and, and he looks surprised to see you both, but he says Imogen, Celeste, um... Hey! Is Ren hi. here? Uh, no. I haven't seen her since the, uh, the meeting. Oh. Well, that's funny. Oh. She said she was gonna go talk to you. Well, if she does come by, um... Let her know that I stopped in to look for her and that Celeste is just fine. Yes, um, we kind of need to find her. Can you do that necklace thing? Is she putting pressure on it? Not the... I don't know, is she? Is is Thaddeus putting pressure on it? Oh, I mean, he's literally laying. He's He's literally on... on (laughs) But if Henry tries to look in the necklace, he's just gonna get cat fur. Yeah, Henry. Henry's like, yeah, I felt something, but I... I, Yeah, it's just orange. It's just orange. That's that's Thaddeus. That's Thaddeus. So we know she's with Thaddeus. Oh, is Thaddeus wearing the necklace now? Oh. 
Oh, lovely. That's that what I, so I mean, I bet he, he, he looks real good. I did put I did put a necklace on, on Thaddeus last, uh, before break. I do recall that. Perfect. Um, okay, he looks very uh, I good. I guess we're going to go looking for Irene to try and find okay. her, because we have to send a new letter to Winona to cancel everything we just said. Okay, let's find Ren. Doop-a-doop-a-doop-a-doop-a-doop. Roll, roll, <laughs> roll me investigation. Roll for Ren. Can I roll stealth? Because I am trying not to be found. That's sure. a nine. Thank you, Imogen. <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> Anytime you need Imogen to be oblivious, here we are. I am here for it. That's a solid 13 for me. I also got a 13. <gasps> All right, I guess I'm going to roll a tiebreaker. Well, meet it or beat it. Yeah, so Celeste finds me. But who would be meeting and beating? That's the question. Um, when it could be argued the other way easily. When it, when to do with, like, stealth, um, that's the defense, and anything else is the, like, the perception or investigation is the, like, offense. I so that's the that one that role. wants to meet. I personally am offensively stealthy 99% of the time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna hit you with so much stealth. <laughs> you don't even then know what hit me you. Again. Get it? <laughs> So, uh, I think Celeste finds Ren in this cat puddle, kind of goes up and like, um, Ren, we need- I'm sorry, I'm it's, sorry. No, it's okay. It, look, there's a lot to tell you. Um, I'm sorry. No, I, I'm sorry. I should have considered your feelings when I marched out. No, I, no, you were justified, and my whole no, mum thing, it's no. always a mum thing or a dad Ren, thing, and it gets in the way of everything. And Ren, I can... my mother, my mother requested me. What? I mean, no. that makes sense because you're amazing and wonderful and no, really a no, good it's, hard it's, worker, but... It's, then you're sure it's not Carson no, trying to get me out because that would also sure. make sense? I, no, I'm fully sure. I'm fully sure. Look, I talked to my father. I worked out that I can still write for them and I'm going to go in some weekends <laughs> okay. to work with them. It's all good. Okay. Um, and it... it I'll tell both of you. I don't want to tell the full group because I don't know how evasive it needs to be. But uh, my mother wants to train me for a special program Ooh. that has to do with my desire for espionage. Oh, that's 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 great, Celeste. Yeah, I had this full moment of broken down to really excited really quick. It's weird. If you need a second to like cry it out, that's what I took. Um, I I was I was I did I was just real worried that you were mad at me. No, no. Ren. I mean, and it would be justified if you were. I think you. I mean, I don't want to put feelings on you, but it seemed like you were for a bit. And I just I know that my, all of my stuff with, with my mom and my dad have like really hey. taken precedence a lot of the time. And I, not, I really don't hey, mean to like hey. take up so much of. Ren, breathe. Hey, listen to me. Uh, she gets close and kind of grabs Ren's shoulders. Hey, it's okay. Also, I'm not going to gaslight you on your feelings and your instinct. I didn't know how to feel. But that's also on me. That's not anything. You didn't request anything. None of, nothing of that was your choice. And there still definitely was that part in me that really wants this for you. Because it's an amazing office and you should get to experience it. And you should get to work with your mom. That's I get to do that all the time. That's so cool for you. I mean, um, I don't know if I'll be any good in that office. I, I'm, I'm honest when I mean that. I don't. I'm not a publicity or a media person with good words or good ways to talk to people or communicate. 
Well, Ren, maybe that's why it's perfect for you. Because you, you don't think you fit the mold. So you, maybe then don't fit a mold. Learn how you as Ren can work in this environment. Learn how you, what you can offer. Because that's wonderful. This isn't about trying to fit a mold. Plus, Ren, you're going to get to work with your mom. I'm honestly really worried about, about that because she's like kind of, I've, I mean, I've heard that she's kind of intense, but also like yeah. I don't get that at all from, from her when I, I mean, she, we had an ice cream contest. Well, you're, I, fully, you're going to get special privileges for sure. Honestly, oh, but it's, I it's don't fun. know if that's a... No, it's fun. Let me tell you right now, I get special privileges with the minister. It's fun. Um, it's really, it's also, there's a power there when you're like, oh, I'm the one person who gets to, like, kind of not have to fall in line with this one person. Uh, you know, it's kind of cool. I mean, I, I don't necessarily, I'm not, like, picking up on, I get, I get what you're saying, and I get that that works for you. I don't know if that's gonna, is Imogen with us? Yes. No? Oh, yeah, you, you came. Did we split up? Oh, I don't know, I kind of just assumed that because you found you found Ren and I didn't, so I don't know. Oh. I was going off of that. Maybe I figured we were looking together, so you were there too. Should we roll for it? Sure. I, th I, I guess I sure, do. Yeah. I, yeah. I got a fourteen. Oh, I don't know I what got, that means. I got I'd a nat say 20. yeah, you're there. Okay, cool. Nat because twenty for Imogen being there. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Actually, cool. that's never a waste for Imogen's presence. I was gonna say that throughout this interaction, you just hear in the distance. As Imogen is trying to echolocate or meow co-locate Thaddeus and Red. He is responding. It's just very quiet. Celeste yes. uses... Actually, that's what I want to use my Nat 20 on. Celeste grabs Thaddeus by the armpits and just uses him as like a, a metal detector to find Imogen. <laughs> He's like, Perfect. as you like move him, his like butt like swishes with his weight, and he's just kind of like wagging back and forth in your arms. Do you? I can do it. It's okay. I can. He's no. I, I'm strong. I mean, he's only like thirty pounds or something. Thirty pounds. Ren, what do you feed this cat? Literally, I I just feed him the regular cat food at the normal amount. I think he's friends with the home gnomes. I think they give him more stuff. Because I don't know what he does when I'm in class. That's a good point. He's I got a whole life. That's just following Thaddeus. <laughs> <laughs> Thaddeus one shot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, All of us playing our pets. Can you imagine? Yeah. It's oh, going to happen. Thought about this. We've yeah, already. This oh, is happening. Right. Camilla's going to be even more of a diva than Celeste. It's fantastic. That's incredible. <laughs> I can't wait. But um, yes, we, we find so, yeah, Imogen we find as we're, Imogen. like, having this conversation, probably. And, um, mm -hmm. I, I guess we all go to the Alwary and just write a letter of, like, uh, cease and desist, ignore that last letter. Well, the the letter was, it all it said was, hey, I, we just got our new assignments and I'm wondering what's up. Did oh. you, did you put in an assignment? But I, I kept wanting to say that, but then I was like, but I'm not there! So when you get to the Alwary, uh, you see, um... Oh, I, I guess, I was saying I guess we don't go anymore, right? Because you just said that you needed to. Uh, yeah, I mean, unless mom's going to send a response back, which she might, but then the owl just might find me. I don't know how it works not in the Grand Hall. Magic owls. 
All right, I'll uh, let me adjust. I'll do my owl honing device. <clears throat> Celeste picks up Imogen and. <laughs> do you guys go to dinner, maybe? <laughs> yeah, we go to dinner. Great, yeah, you go, go to, to dinner. dinner. As you're eating, um, you hear like the thwapping of very, very large wings. Just like. And uh, it draws your attention. You look towards the window where the owls usually come, and you see this massive fucking owl about to like come through uh, the window. And its wings smack against the opening, and it like falls back. Oh, oh, oh I would just oh, like, like a to moment say, later. <laughs> Celeste looks at Imogen, fully blaming her. <laughs> okay. First of all, this is magnificent. Second of all, this was not me. Are you sure? I don't. Sure? I don't think so. I haven't. Okay. I haven't cast that. I haven't cast any enlarged spells on owls today. Recently, yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> so, um, after a moment, the the you see the large owl coming again, and as it approaches the window, its wings move in and kind of like speeds through the window and pulls its wings back up, slow down, and land in the middle of the dinner table on top of the roast turkey and it like skids a little bit and like stumbles and then like steadies itself and then it lifts its head and you know you understand the owls look wise for the most part this owl has lived ancient times this owl gave birth to time this owl knows all and it like slowly turns its head and makes uh, makes eye contact with you, Ren. Oh my and god! And it like takes a few steps forward and sticks out its leg and stares you down. And you see a letter with your name scrawled on it. Oh, okay, okay. I thought you were like the patron of death, come to tell me that my time has come. <laughs> um. I'm so glad no. you're just an owl. I mean, obviously more than that. You're definitely more than just an owl. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take. I'm so sorry. I'm like talking to the owl as I pull this off of his leg. And I think this is an actual deity. I think so. He won't Please stop looking at me. Share your wisdom. Tell me. Expound upon the wisdom of the Library of Alexandria. Hast thou any scrolls salvaged from her wreckage? Within thine plumage. The owl- So once you've untied the letter, the owl, like, slowly takes its leg back and then slowly turns to look at Imogen and gives the gentlest- I pass out. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Acrobatics? Try to catch her? I'll catch her. I'll catch her. It's okay. Yeah, that's like a 23. Yeah, you you catch Imogen and make sure that she doesn't fall over. Oh, jeez. Really thought that we we weren't gonna do this anymore, but apparently it's just big owl. Yeah, much wisdom. Big owl. Ancient knowledge. I'm pretty sure this is what Imogen wants to be in the future. This is my final form. <laughs> <laughs> the owl pushes up off of the turkey, um, and bits of of the tur- like the breast meat comes off with its talons, um, and you can see uh, it, it spread its massive wingspan. You deserve uh, and it. take flight. You um, do you it. want some water before you go? Okay. Have a biscuit. <laughs> take my. I'll just snatches a biscuit out of the air like it's a. <laughs> you honor me. 
Okay. Imogen owl. is officially not a cat girl. Now she's an owl girl. Okay, Guardians of Gahul. Are, Guardians I mean, of Gahul. I read that too. Oh my god. Okay, Jesus we're gonna talk about Christ. this later. Yeah. So I didn't want the giant owl message. Uh, Ren, I have never been so interested in a letter of uh, a a parcel of mail. Uh, I need you to open this. Oh, I think it's probably. Okay, who's with us right now? Dinner, this is right? the usual group, right? It's the usual group. I think but, like, everybody saw a giant bird just like Yeah, literally I... everyone in the Grand Hall saw this. Okay, I th- I think that this has startled Ren so much she forgets herself and she says, "Oh, this is probably this is probably my mom re- replying to me." For sure. And then she like opens it up, not thinking that she said that in front of everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Catherine right next to you kind of tilts her head and she goes, "Where did you get Where did your mom get a giant owl?" She didn't. Uh, she fully didn't. Um, rentanowl.com. Rentanowl.com? Maybe you know, in some net. regions, Yeah, in some regions you can rent goats, so it's not such a stretch, especially with the sorcery world. But do, yeah. but your your parents are normies. Do your parents have access to... Rent, I mean, did you I've leave gotten... your magazines there? Your wizard magazines? I have Maybe gotten letters saw... from my parents before. Yeah, but they'd be from the school owls. And the school owls are not that magnificent. You know, it might be rentanowl.co.uk. I can't remember, honestly. Honestly, there's also a big prank going around. I'm going to roll a deception roll if I have to. There's honestly a big prank going around of people enlargioing owls. Yeah, uh, on a one. scale of... of how, how, how big was this owl in comparison to Brightfeather back when I did all of my badassery? So Brightfeather was like 10 times the size of an owl um like like a giant owl uh this owl is a very large owl so like a thaddeus-esque um, the thaddeus owl. of bigger owls. than thaddeus without a doubt like no a, but like the thaddeus of owls yeah like much much owls, larger like, than regular cats like there's a scale of like size of average cats and thaddeus is off that scale as is this owl okay still actual deity um, Celeste rolled a 22 to convince Catherine it was just a magically big bird. She's like, weird. Um, right? That owl was scary. That was straight scary. Take me with you. <laughs> I um, look in the distance. So, Red, you, you open, uh, this letter. Uh-huh. It is indeed from your mom. Um, and it says, Ren, this is my owl, Timmy. Timotheus, so of course. But Timmy for short. Um, the owl that uh, delivered the package earlier um, was, was just a substitute from the Sanctum. Um, Timmy was off delivering a larger package elsewhere. But uh, yes, yeah, so this is Timmy. He is my personal owl, um, my pet, my love. In response to your letter, no, I, I actually didn't um, make that request. I, I figured that, you know, you being with the minister was such a high internship that it would look incredible. It didn't want to take you away from that. I figured that I'd just try to steal you for lunch as much as I could while you were interning. But if you do end up working in the publicity office, that would be even more magnificent because I'd see you more often. But only if, of course, that's that's what you want. Um, worst case, I can have a chat with Hugo. He uh, is terrified of me and and the words I would describe him are not appropriate to send in a letter to a school. But, um, yes, if, if you need me to speak with him, let me know. And maybe I'll see you, see you when you come in for your internship. So I think I write back to her. I'm not going to, like, detail it in specific. I think 
from what's happening, I say, that would be so amazing. I definitely want to do lunches. Maybe we could do a half and half situation where half of uh, half of the time Celeste is, is there and then like we kind of share two internships. I, I mentioned that to Celeste first because um, I don't I don't want to take her away from that, but also doing two full jobs. What do you think? I want I want to hear what my mother has to say first. Um, okay. But I don't want to give up writing, and I want to still work there in some weekends or something. Okay. I still want to do some things there. Okay. Are you comfortable with me mentioning that your your mom had a a cool thing that she wanted you to do, or just that you'd been transferred because your mom asked? Um. I would just just tell her that my mother asked to transfer. I, I don't think we need to go into details, especially okay. given the, the topic matter of, that my mother of wants to work on. But but the, that she could scare you go into making sure that you get to still write, for sure. Yes, please. Please. Yes. Please. Okay. okay. Perfect. Perfect. Okay, cool. Okay. Okay. And I think at the end of it, I say, thanks, mom. Smiley face. Ren. Just Ren. <laughs> Because there was going to be like best, sincerely, love, <laughs> scratch, 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 friend. <laughs> Perfect. So yeah, go ahead, send that off. Um, the next morning, you all have defense against evil magic. Though for the first time in a few classes, you have both Professor Chang and Professor Porter. Um, it looks like Professor Chang is set to leave the class when Tai enters the classroom shortly after uh, class is due to begin and hands a paper to Professor Chang, who reads it and looks back at him confused. Tai, are you sure we should be teaching this? I'm not familiar with this subject. Um, and he says, well, Henry should know a bit, bit more about it. I do as well, I suppose, if you want me to say. Um, McConnell thinks this is something they need to know about sooner rather than later. Henry stands and looks at the paper over Chang's shoulder and he says, I could definitely talk a bit about this, but um, if you're okay with Ty helping out. Um, and Professor Chang says, of course. I Actually, I think Professor McConnell wanted to chat today about curriculum stuff, so... I might just pop out and go visit her in her office. Um, don't have much of a break today to get stuff done. Um, and they, of course, agree. And she she turns to dress you all. She says, all right, a change of plans. I'm heading out. Professor Porter and Ty will be teaching you a lesson today at the request of the headmaster. Um, have a good class. Um, and she leaves Henry and Ty at the front of the classroom. Uh, and they're quietly talking to each other, pointing at things on the paper. I'm suddenly so excited. What do you think it is? New curriculum, new curriculum, new curriculum! I wonder if it's just a, something for just us, or if it's for everyone. I don't know, but I want to know it. I want to know it, real bad. Can I make, like, a perception check? Yeah, go for it. It's a nat two. <laughs> so, that's a six? No. Yeah. I'm not sure if they're muttering English or jitter- gibberish to each other. I'm beginning to think they're speaking Latin, so we'll never know. Are you sure it's not Finnish? <gasps> oh no, I don't know it's Finnish. It's all coming That's together. Exactly... It's all, it's coming, all together. coming together now. By the way, we've still got to go translate my mum's letter. We oh, do! That'll be so fun and not traumatizing at all. It's gonna yes, be I'm great. Uh, we'll do that during break today. We couldn't yesterday because of the meeting. But right, and today. emotions. And emotions, and so emotions, sorry on, a lot of... on our account. There. I'm oh, also no sorry about my that. Friend. My friends, my friends, do not yes, apologize ma'am. for having emotions. Okay. Should we I, have I... therapy circle today? No, okay. <laughs> okay, we'll also squeeze in a therapy circle. Awesome. Perfect, perfect. Um, okay, back to class. New curriculum. They're talking for a really long time. What are we doing, professors? Ty uh, <laughs> looks at you all uh, amused. Uh, Tell us the dates. 
And he goes, well, Professor McConnell would like us to um, teach you a bit more about unknowables. Okay. Fascinating. I can't wait to know about them. I see what Get you out did of my there. classroom. <laughs> no, you can't kick me out. I belong here. God damn it. So, uh, Henry says, you know, I, I know about it from a certain perspective and you know about it from a different perspective. And you probably know more than I do, Ty. So, uh, you go ahead and I can jump in when needed. So, Ty basically, uh, takes the lead here and he goes, so, unknowables. I know that we have talked a bit about what they are. Gonna go into a little bit more detail now. So, some unknowables maintain normal lives, for the most part. Some don't. Um, depending on the department and their job within the department, some enter the sanctum at one point and they never leave again. Though it's unclear why exactly uh, this is or what becomes of them, as it's believed most uh, who go down this path aren't seen again by the public. For the most part. Um, with the unknowables, it seems there's an exception to every rule. Um, the departments uh, of the unknowable faction, they're built on what the Sanctum finds are either core elements of magic or life or even subjects that are notoriously filled with a strong strange, powerful type of magic that is yet to really be uncovered or looked into uh, due to both the danger of this and also the sanctum restricting access to information. Um, some that we're pretty sure exist. Uh, love, hatred, destiny, conspiracy, luck, death, life itself. Um, kind of these strange concepts um, that are kind of abstract. Um, but it all really ties back to magic. There, there might be uh, others that have not yet been discovered or disclosed by those able to share information outside the Sanctum. Understandably, very few and far between. A lot of this has to do with ancient magical spells or curses, ties and bonds, etc. And very little is known about what is required of an unknowable. But it depends on the department they are put in, that is for sure. They must be exceptional at magic. They're usually recruited, but occasionally are people very passionate about a subject. Either, either way, they go through rigorous trials and training and make very strong uh, bonds with uh, the department and the sanctum in order to ensure the safety and anonymity of the unknowable, as well as protection of the information and secrets. There is speculation some unknowables aren't sorcerers, but also other kind of magical humanoid beings, such as vampires, werewolves, and the like, um, for different possible purposes, as their magic is slightly different than those of a full human sorcerer, um, especially vampires or werewolves who are or were sor sorcerers. When dealing with an unknowable, if one is pulling rank on a sorcerer fed or a member of the Sanctum or other authorities, the person being instructed to disregard their orders must immediately stand down, as the unknowables do, have the power to enforce punishments using any means necessary. Anything they do is legal. The laws don't apply to unknowables. So as you can see, knowing about unknowables is essential to you. Any questions? Like a lot, but... Give us a second. Yeah, seriously, yeah. Oh, yeah. that was a lot to process. So there's um, a department of love. Yeah, definitely. It's super lame. Why? Cool. What is it? Is it love magic? Love is magic. Friendship no, but, like, is magic. Is there a department of friendship? I mean, to be fair, that's a good question. 
You're Ooh, something are we love. the Department of Friendship? Is that what our class is? Okay, group name, squad name. We're the, the Department, Department of, of Friendship. Friendship. The oh, Doff, yes. for Signed, short. Sealed, mm -hmm. delivered. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Team Doff. I want to get Doff, drunk. Not Doff. Like no, Doff. 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 Team Doff. Yeah. Well, you know what? We have to wait until Louisa gets back because she That's has to okay it too. Because she she will be back. She's, She's gonna, coming back. She has to. Anyways. Okay. The Department of Love. Um, actually, there there's a lot of strange occurrences in which um, uh, the feeling of love for another or something creates uh, almost unintentional um, spells or or curses against people. Um, it's super unusual. Um, so it's believed that that love has some kind of hold on power. Um, and Henry kind of clears his throat and he goes. <clears throat> yeah, it's super weird. But I guarantee that love is not the strongest form of magic. Absolutely not. That would be so fucking stupid. I mean, like, it's a nice thought, but I feel like it doesn't take into account, like, it doesn't have any nuance to it. It's you super I mean? watered down and cliche. I, but I, I like the sentiment, for sure. But, like... It's not fully satisfying. You know? I mean, but, but, if you're gonna say love is the greatest magic of all, you have to stick to it. You know what I mean? You gotta yeah, stick absolutely. to it, otherwise you're a turf and we hate you. Yeah, no turf. <laughs> Fuck turfs. Fuck turfs. Fuck turfs. Fuck turfs, absolutely. Anyways, go on. Yeah, as you were saying. So, love, the love department within the, the faction of the unknowables would focus specifically on most likely trying to find how to manipulate love in order to work with spells. The, the unknowables are, uh, it's strange. It's not necessarily a research department. It's actually kind of difficult to, to figure out what exactly their goal is. If they all have one goal they're all working towards. If they're trying to protect a certain kind of magic or a certain kind of information from sorcerers, or if they're trying to evaluate what the truth of magic is, or if there's something else going on. You mentioned uh, it's a lot based on ancient magic spells and curses. How does that figure into it? All the ancient stuff, the very core of magic. Is this like, are they researching like before the the split of light and dark magic? With the unknowables, I don't believe that they research much because I think they know they just said a lot. They okay, okay. Part of it is some things I think they research or experiment with. But I think with how long the Unknowables have existed, that's not their main goal. They no, already know they're about. I don't believe they're searching for knowledge. I believe they're guarding it and using it. Okay. So with, with the ancient magic, it's believed that the, the origin of magic comes back to um, some of these core principles. It's a lot of theory. It's a lot of theory because, of course, you know, sorcerers are bad at writing things down in mm -hmm. general. Yeah, I've noticed. Mm hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, a lot of what happened before was lost. And we have what we experience now and try to draw our own conclusions. But it seems like back before magic was split, it was more about what was needed from the magic. And almost like like an unpersonified set of gods. Like, like imagine if the Greek gods weren't people, they were just ideas. So instead of the god that, that takes the sun across the sky, 
It's just the concept of the sun itself. So basically just concepts without personification. Just the very core of what a thing is. I think so. So instead of... uh, uh, The normies have this concept. Some of them believe in um, beings that control fate. That uh, they design the path of destiny. Also known as the fates. Also known as the fates. For some. Some have other names and other ideas of it. But I believe that uh, the unknowables have a department that is about fate and destiny. Because... It's something that exists, but it's not controlled by someone. So I believe they're trying to take the concept of fate and turning it into less divination, something more solid than that. Like a power source? Exactly. A tool? A tool. And that perhaps they're weaponizing these possible cores of magic. So... These are the people we've been investigating against? These are the people I've been investigating against from the beginning of my career. I don't know if the Rise has ties with the Unknowables, but I know the Unknowables know about the Rise. I'm certain of it. I just don't know whose side they're on. So you said that maybe some of the Unknowables, uh, if I'm if I'm remembering you correctly, because I wrote a bunch of it down, some of the Unknowables enter the Sanctum and they never leave again. Would that kind of be like Malcolm? It's got to be Malcolm. We know, yeah, that conspiracy is one of the departments that you brought up. Oh, yeah, so that is Malcolm is an unknowable. But I I feel like I know him pretty well at this point. We've had lunch. He's so nice. I don't know if they know that we've all gone multiple times, uh, but they definitely know that we know about him. Is anyone going to stop me from talking about my lunch with Malcolm? I don't care. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, I what are they going to do? Fire us? Well, Malcolm's my friend. Ty uh, looks kind of over at Henry, and Henry goes, I, I've, I've met Malcolm once. Um, it's it's a requirement um, at a certain point in the Sanctum to meet Malcolm, though you're only permitted to meet him once, so I don't know how you've become friends, but... Oh. I brought him lunch. Does he eat? Um... He didn't really eat, he kind of just picked up the food and then the rest of us ate, but we had real friendly conversation. I gave him my lucky rock. Yeah, I think he appreciated it. Almost positive all of us have exactly have seen him twice now. So <clears throat> Henry says, um, but uh, yes, Malcolm would be an unknowable who doesn't leave. And one of the very few that people know of, but uh, not really... Um, permitted to speak about the Department of Conspiracy and your experience and Malcolm himself. It's just kind of known that people of a certain job level at the Sanctum have gone through that experience. Um, Mr. Porter, does Malcolm give some kind of, I don't know, energy drain? Or wh- why can people only meet him once? Or it is, is it preferential? Because, like, I understand. Uh, well, I, um, I don't know for certain because... You know, the information given to us is extraordinarily limited, but um, people are only permitted to see him once um, because they were afraid that um, people kept going back. Um, my theory is that they'll find out too much, that they might not ask the, the right questions the first time around because he can be so disarming, but... He's so cool. That's part of it, I think. If you leave and you get your wits about you and you really think about what he says, you can come back with more questions and that's rather dangerous. 
Yeah, he doesn't speak, um, he doesn't speak straight out for a reason. We wouldn't want that now. Um, so, are we, all of us, okay to talk about it? Like, you say that you're not supposed to talk about it, but is it okay that we're doing that in here? Are we gonna get, like, are they gonna know that we're talking about it? I mean, you didn't, once you reach a certain level of the sanctum, there are promises that you make. Oh, like, secrecy vows or something. Right, and you did not make said promises. That's so you're true. You're breaking that promise right now by telling us, or being very careful by skirting around exactly what we're saying by only stating facts. Precisely. Fascinating. It's tricky to discuss. I I don't think there would be a way for me to possibly give you a play-by-play of the conversation. Is there a department of equivocation? Let me just look that up real quick. <laughs> Have you never read the Scottish play? I was in the Scottish oh. play. <laughs> I, w- I was thinking. See, I went straight to Full Metal Alchemist. So <laughs> I was like, "Ooh, yeah." No. Um. However, how do you know, though? Good point. You know what? I don't know. I don't think so. Mhm. Mhm. Are you sure it's not you? Could it be you? Based on the way that you're skirting it in the truth, lying by omission, or, uh, or, uh, or revealing information by sneaky means. Well, but you said yes to saying a secrecy vow. Could it have been one that's like a really intense kind of vow, where you super, super can't say anything, otherwise you'll like keel over and die? Secrecy vows have severe consequences, usually. And you can't even confirm how severe it is, probably. It could range anything from uh, your death, death of a loved one, um, your magic going away, um, twisting your fate to be disastrous, etc. You're saying you could change your fate? I'm just saying, I'm just saying, Professor Porter, if you could change your fate, would ya? A lot of bad things happen in my life that I wish I could change. However, if my wife heard me say that, she would think I meant her and my children, so no. Why would she think that? That's... Do you need to... Do, do you need to talk? Do you need, do you need to therapy? Do you need to get her like, in here and we'll just give you the room? Yeah, therapy my immediate reaction will be like, all of the terrible things that happened to you before you were 11, and then like, from 11 to yes, 17, not marrying lit- her. Professor Porter, you might literally be the most traumatized child in the world. Correct. At this point. Can confirm. Okay, perfect. Okay, but yes, yeah, so back to that. I yeah, think back to what we were talking about. The fact about, that yeah. you're not saying that is potentially a confirmation to us, guys. I think that we should maybe stop digging on this, just because I'm now getting increasingly worried about, or just specifically Professor Porter's key card in this, because I'm getting increasingly worried about their consequences if we dig too far. Okay. Well... How are you... Uh, it depends. How are you all feeling? I mean, I trust that Mr. Mr. Porter wouldn't say anything he couldn't, because he's yeah. he's smart and... He knows what he's doing. I know my limitations. Hermia is very good at telling me my limitation. Oh, that's fair. It's very important to have someone like that around. That's why it's she's my gym one. buddy. Uh, she always tells me when I try to bench too much. Ooh, I should find a gym buddy. I mean, there's not really a gym in Hogweed, but, like, you know, exercise friend. 
I Anyways. have one of those, but it's for my brain. It's my study buddy, Max Jackson. Max Jackson. Oh, uh, yes, Max Jackson. What a good kid. Okay, wait. So, us talking about it, we're not going to get in trouble or, like, arrested or worse because we're just talking about it out loud, right? Because we never signed anything or took any vows. You can't be punished for an agreement you didn't make. Okay. Are they going to know that we know? And will we know that they know that we know? That's not how... That's that's not how the magic tracking works. Okay, because I don't know if you've ever read, um, Professor, like, 1984 or anything like that, but... I don't read. That super tracks for uh, you, Henry. Yeah, I, I, I believe you. I don't like it, but I believe you. <laughs> I believe you. Listen, I went to a magic school and I didn't like doing homework, so I don't... Okay, but, like, the first 11 years of your life... You know what? Never mind. We're not, we don't need to. We don't have time to get into that. Okay, so back to Malcolm. Remember when he seemed like, like he was not super happy, but he couldn't say that he wasn't happy. Yeah. And he really enjoyed the company. And then when we left, he said, if you can ever, when the time comes to do something. Help. Just help. He said help, and I'm going to. We're going to. So maybe some of the people that are unknowables, they, they didn't know what they were signing up for. And now they can't get out. Or is there part of the group of unknowables that is okay? I mean, it's a broad spectrum of a group. Are they all focused on the same thing? It's hard to believe. They're all different departments, and some of them are maybe just one person. Some are maybe just, you know, a bunch of people. I meant more primary goal-wise, but, like, um, the goal of the group. Oh, yeah. Is there much communication between the unknowable departments? And what if the departments clash, like, their goals? Because I'm sure some of the- some of their, like, core value thingies clash. Because those are such big concepts. Do- do- like, does the head of the Department of Love know who the head of the Department of Hatred is? And can, like, the Department of Destiny, like, pull strings whenever they want to? If they have that, like, tool to weaponize, and that tool is... Destiny. Well, the first thing to recognize would most likely be, I doubt they know who each other are personally, but I I bet they have a way of recognizing. So the first thing to find out would be, what's the way of recognizing? Is it a symbol? Is it a handshake? Is it a reaction, a a word, a code word? Yes. An invisible tattoo Uh, that that only unknowables can see? There's a lot of options and potential. These are... All excellent questions. Um, I definitely think that, um, I mean, of course, unknowables are worthy of investigation. That's that's what I've been doing. It's hard because there's just so much that's unknown. But not necessarily unknowable, if you catch my drift. Well, I've been able to find some things out myself, so... Oh, and of course you can't talk about them, which is why it's good for us, because then... Oh, I get it. So about the rise... Possibly having ties to the unknowables. Any ideas of which department might have... If if there is ties, is there a particular department that could have been involved with the Alaskaban escape? Well, I've been wondering the same thing. And I've taken a look at the list of escapees. And they all have something in common. Hatred. Someone. Or multiple someones. Or society. I mean, that is pretty broad, but the fact that you're specifying it makes me think that that is a lead that you have that you can't really speak about. I mean, it makes sense. Hatred is a 
dark and powerful force to weaponize it. The very concept of it is already something that eats away at you. To weaponize that further, to hone it, that's, that's real scary. Absolutely, and it's a very powerful fuel. So do we think that the Department of Hatred, do we think that's what had to do with Catherine's parents dying? Um, well, I'm pretty certain that Howard Kim worked um, in the Department of Destiny. That seems to be one of the most closely guarded departments. I know it was the Unknowables themselves who took down Howard Kim and Elise Kim and um, are responsible for my capture. I don't know what department they helped me in. I have a couple guesses, though. What are your guesses? Well, could be the Department of Hatred. Could be a department that we didn't yet know about. Because I don't think many people have left it. Perhaps a Department of Death or a Department of Torture. Oh, I don't like that department. No. Ty, right. Ty, do you, do you need a hug? <laughs> um, I'm alright. Um, I've been through a lot. Um, in my days, um, but can I insight check to see if it's okay if I hug him? Yeah, sixteen. Well, with with the sixteen, um, uh, time might be stoic, but he's uh, he's never a no for a hug. I hug him so tight. He hugs you back. He he gives good hugs. I do have a question, or I guess a, a theory. When it comes to the rise and the unknowables. It doesn't make sense for them to work together, but I would believe if the Rise were, if they knew what the Unknowables want. The Unknowables don't care about, or at least it sounds like they don't care about good or evil. So it sounds like the Rise might just have something that they can work into their beliefs or something that they can convince the Unknowables that it is best to follow them. It, it seems like... From the bit we've seen of the Rise, perhaps one of their goals could be exposing some of the secrets of the Sanctum or others. Willow, roll me uh, a flat d20. Uh, 20. No, uh, 20. 12. You get a little bit confused. You're not sure quite at what, um, but you kind of you clear up after a moment. Sorry. Sorry. I was, I was real focused on that hug. Did we notice anything different? Uh, roll insight. That's an 18. Uh, you notice Imogen definitely has some emotions going on. Seems to be kind of stirring inside her a little bit. Imogen, are you okay? I'm fine. You just, for a second, you seemed a little, a a, a little bit upset, maybe. Well, I just, I was just worried about Ty. He brought up all these scary sounding departments that might, that, captured him and I hadn't really thought about every moment that he went through when he was captured and he was he was he was in a real frightful state when he got back but I don't know it's just I hug Ty again does does that seem like what it was for her or was it just again I'm I'm trying not to push it if that's pushing it too much let me know I would I would roll again if you want <laughs> that's how Imogen is rationalizing it it definitely makes makes sense. Um, it's the truth from Imogen's perspective. Yeah, so she sounds sincere, so that makes sense. Okay. Ty says, uh, while still hugging Imogen, um, the thing with torture, this is not the first time 
it causing powerful magic has been thought of. It is the only known thing to have cured the obliterate spell. We know. We, we know yeah. when we don't like it. The fact that it can do that when nothing else has so far, it might have ties to magic. There's There's something about power exchange that is more than just social. Ty, I have a, a couple questions. Um, I don't, I don't want to forget them, but you know, I don't want to want to push you. But how did you get out? Um, well, I, I've been training for a very long time. I never stopped training. I, I train every day. I am skilled with uh, wellness and nonverbal magic, and uh, I think without magic as well. I'm able to um, maneuver, and also having the idea of core magic, you can roll a perception check. Okay, cause, yeah, because I was going to say perception or insight, because I want to insight this shit. Yeah, I want to insight too. <laughs> to see if he's just trying to come up with something, or if he's doing the like fuzzy memory thing. I got a 24. Like got a... I got less. <laughs> 22, but yeah, 24. Fuck! Um, an 11. <laughs> okay, Ren. What Ty says is what Ty says. Um, for the other two of you, you notice he is being careful about his words. Um, his cheeks kind of flush a little bit, and he says, having an understanding of um, what potentially may be core aspects of magic, I have been using my own ideas of things, trying to enhance my powers when need be. So, question, um, just going off of what we've been talking about, so you escaped first off, right? I did. There there was no way um, that they were going to let me go alive. So you got yourself out, and you, you, you didn't get hit by any, any spells or anything? Um... Well, besides the offensive ones being slung at you. The point that I get to, um, Ty, is... We- there are spells to relive memories. We could find that department. If you escaped it yourself, you could lead us back to there, and then at least we have... We don't have to go there immediately, but we have a lead of where it is. Uh, I did escape, and it was extraordinarily difficult. Whichever department I was in, um, was dark. It was dark, um, everywhere. Which I believe is part of it, because when you're in darkness for a certain amount of time things happen. But, regardless, no matter what happens, it is not a place that I want any of you to go. But I I managed to make my way out, trying to remember as much as possible the footsteps of those that would come to see me, and using Echo in the room to try and determine how big it was, where an entrance might be. Once I was eventually... No longer restrained, I was able to use physical touch to find my way out, um, and and again using the the idea of those core magical aspects. Are you saying you found your way out using the power of love? Cause I don't know, cause that's the vibe I was getting. Cause your cheeks flushed. <laughs> um. Can I roll an insight check on Jameson? He's not there. Damn it. <laughs> um, he 
pauses for a moment and then he says out, out of the you know different core aspects there are only a few I'd be willing to use and, and love love would be one of them so can you just not tell us that someone helped you out is that the thing because it's part of like the unknowable stuff I think it's the concept of love that helped I mean, I still feel like somebody else must have helped and you're not allowed to talk about it because they were an unknowable as well. But that's just me. Crazy conspiracy brain, you know? <laughs> what do you mean as well? Hmm? You said as well? As well what? I straight up forgot what I said. You were... <laughs> <laughs> you... Yeah, you said, uh, or were they an unknowable as well? I meant that as like a, were they an unknowable... Like, as, just like someone helped them out, or is it because they're an unknowable? I wasn't saying two as in, like, him. But, like, I can. Uh, he says, uh, no, um, I, I got out on my own. But, like, okay. If you want to question this further, you can roll a persuasion. Uh, yeah, it's not gonna be good. But I can try. Yeah, you can try. Seventeen. That's not too shabby for me with a plus two. Oof, he rolled a natural two. Was it the power of love for real, though? Okay. Um, should we get Professor Jameson in here? Was it kind of like the like a reverse Orpheus and Eurydice? Like you knew someone was waiting for you at the end of the tunnel, so you have to like get to them. Have you Greek mythology? We mentioned the Greeks. I'm a bit too busy for a love life at the moment. Um, that does not answer my question. Ty, make sure you don't look back. Anyways. No one helped me. Um, I was I was on my own, and um, certainly no unknowables and no one from my team helped me either. Not directly. Maybe. I I, <laughs> I appreciate the like getting specific with it because this thing has my mind all boggled. So I just want to make sure that we're all on the same page. And I know you have to be like super careful with what you say. Yeah, my mind is also real boggled. I just don't want to worry you. Do you have a fever? Are you okay, Imogen? Wait, I'm sorry. You tell us about an, an unknown organization that has no laws that we are actively probably going to be going against and that basically tried to kill you and you don't want to worry us? Well, <sighs> alright, the, the truth of the situation, I got out of there on my own. No one from my team would have come to help me because once you've been taken like that, you need to evaluate your assets and protect what is safe. And there's a time where, in my field, someone can be considered a lost cause. And they're on their own. I hug them again. Well, that doesn't happen in this group. We're the yeah, department, not in the of, department friendship. of friendship. <laughs> the department of fucking friendship. We're just on fire tonight, guys. Yeah! <laughs> I, I would like Department of Friendship t-shirts when we get money. <laughs> I appreciate the sentiment, really. Um, it's it's a question that needs to be asked in my field. With my people. I understand it. I, I respect their decision. And I agree with it. For my situation. And I was very lucky to get out of there. I'm, I'm really sorry to keep asking questions, but... Um... I know maybe you were you were just taken there to, you know, keep you out of 
of, of digging and, you know, just capturing you and stuff, but do you think they were trying to jostle any memories? No. Um, I, I'm not useless to them. Uh, they were trying to find out what I knew before they made sure no one else knew what I knew. You mean they were trying to... I mean, because you already brought up torture and its relation to the obliterate curse. I think what Erin was asking is, were they trying to uh, awaken a an obliterated memory to get that information out of you, and then and then? I don't think so. I, I'm. I think they were trying to um, find out more information about my organization. Information that you already know. And then. I would have been useless. You're never did useless. You, did you end up having to tell them? I mean, I wouldn't blame you if I did. If you did, but uh, that's that's a very big part of my training. Um, no, that didn't get anything out of me. I give him a hug. I'm still hugging him. That's fine. Double hug. Double hug. Come here, Celeste. Celeste stands on the uh, on the outside, patting everyone's backs. Nope, I pull her in. Oh, okay. We're in we do hugs, hug. remember? We do hugs. Here in the <laughs> Department of Friendship, we do hugs. We do hugs. <laughs> okay, that's the t- that's the T-shirt. Yeah. Department of Friendships. We do hugs. We do hugs. We, do hugs. <laughs> we win at grief canceling, and we do hugs. Oh my god. Oh god, that's the hogweed shirt. Hogweed. We. <laughs> Number one in counseling. That'd be the funniest fucking shirt. Holy shit! Okay, we have veg- we gotta do it, even just yeah. for us. To some us, point, it's happening. But do you think they? Is that what they usually do with the? I'm sorry, Professor. I just, um, and I am saying Professor to Ty still, because he he is. Um, he is. He's still a professor. Um, I'm I'm sorry if I I just keep on with this, but, um, memories are real, um, are kind of a sore spot for me, and, um, you know, the obliterate charm and all of that, so I just, if the Department of Potential Torture, uh, is used to bring memories back, then there's probably one that takes memories away, right? Uh, well... Officially, the Sanctum has a um, has a very specific system for memory removal. It includes a very detailed uh, chart, paperwork. Um, Henry chimes in. He goes, "Yeah, it's bloody annoying." Um, and Ty says, "And um, well, I've seen it." Right. Um, yeah, you gave us that uh, that file that was somehow mm-hmm. accessed. By the way, Edison, how you doing? Come here. Edison, uh, yeah, Edison has been quiet. Every, everyone else besides you three has been decently quiet throughout this conversation. You know, Myra looks a little freaked. Teddy and Ross don't know what to say, and then Edison, of course, is quiet. Memory is also a sore spot for me, because remember last year? Right. I'm, I'm the stupidest joke. I'm sorry. I was about to make the stupidest oh, that, joke. We need to take I'm, a break. That, that hurt. No, no, because I was about to make the stupidest joke and ruin everything because you said, you said, remember last year? And I was about to be like, no, I don't. Jesus fucking Christ. Oh. 
or even better, do you? That's so good. Anyway, I'm so sorry for interrupting that. You're good. Is there anything weird on Imogen's face when she says that? Yeah, Herb the Beetle. He's just like... (laughs) He wanted to join the hog. I I can't say no to him. Yeah, she says that, and then as she waits for an answer, a beetle crawls across her face, Ooh. and then into her hair. Oh. And Im- Imogen, you got a little, um... Oh, a little friendship. It's Herb the Beetle, but oh, sure. I love that guy. <laughs> I love that so guy. anyway, torture. I, I hate this. I hate that there's a beetle crawling on Imogen's face, and that's canon. And I hate it. Ty, so Ty responds, um... I would not be surprised if um, if the Ennobles themselves had something with memory somewhere. It's very significant. Um, and as you know, there is a way to uh, remove physically memories from your brain to kind of uh, play it later um, in a memoria. Um, though that doesn't fully remove the memory from your brain. It just kind of puts it to the back of your mind again um eventually will probably come back later um unless you've forgotten it in that case you've got it for the memoriah this idea just came up in my head and i'm a little concerned now that it's there um so i feel like the i feel like the obliterate curse has to be made by the unknowables um at some point in the world is it and celeste looks at imogen when she says this is it possible the reason that we don't have a counterspell is because they made sure of it? That, make, that makes sense. And if someone did come up with it, they would have made them forget. How many times has someone come up with a counterspell? How many times have I come up with a counterspell? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, look, I mean, th- look, this sounds crazy, but like... It does. It sounds crazy. No, this is why of, I wasn't Imogen, making any progress last year. Because Imogen, I kept making progress. I knew I wasn't a failure. Imogen, we're talking about obliterated people. We're not talking about you. We're talking about obliterated You're people. right. Other people. Not me. My friends, though. My friends who have been obliterated. Not me. <laughs> oh, I'm just trying to help. No, no. I, I love... Are you I sweating? Love... Are you a little okay? bit. Okay. All right. All right. My other concern is I... Imogen, you might want to be very discreet from now on about your studies. I'm really not good at that, but if you'll help me... Of course. I'm great at keeping secrets. I'm not, and you know this. We'll work on it. We'll work on it. We'll find a story for you. It's We just... I don't think it's a good idea at this point to draw attention to yourself there. But... I mean, I've already, if if my silly research has already drawn attention, um, I mean, I'm, I've talked a lot about it, and I'm gonna be studying pretty much this with with uh, with Rowan uh, this semester. I just, um, I I just thought of something. Henry, Henry's here, right? I can't remember. Yeah, he's there. Okay, good. Um, Henry. Have you heard from Caitlin Pattenon in a while? Um, no, I haven't gotten an update in a, in a bit. Yeah, how's that um, going? We need to, yeah. Just for the heads up, she was the nurse at St. Saint- Mango's that was helping with the memory potion. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, she was my contact at St. Mango's. 
so you haven't heard anything from her have you seen her recently i mean it's been like a year it is it's been several months since the last time i got an update on her work can you can check check on her i will absolutely go and check on her as soon as i can should i be concerned during my internship should i be looking out when i'm working with with rowan maybe keep an eye out but just keep a low profile I'm sure Dr. Rowan won't want to vocalize their research too much. They did mention that they're interested in studying the legends of the origins of magic. That sounds like it could get into things like, you know, the greater concepts and aspects of magic. The unpersonified cores. And that's literally how you described the departments of the unknowables. What if Rowan gets recruited and I never see them again? That would be worse. They're so cool. Dr. Rowan is, is decently high profile. I think they're, they, so cool. they're past the, um, the ability of being unknowable. They're so cool. They definitely are. So do you, do you guys have any more questions about unknowables? I mean, constantly, but uh, not that I'm sure you have the answer to. Not at the moment, because I, I feel like I need to go and process this for a bit. Uh, I look to Myra and just check in on how she's how she's doing. Oh, right, Myra's here, Jesus. Myra's fully here, this is her first, <laughs> first day. Torture, <laughs> memory loss. <laughs> oh, she's learning a lot about us too. Yeah. Oops. Uh, so how's Myra doing? Myra is, um, she looks almost uh, internally overwhelmed. She's kind of, like, sitting there, and it looks like she's trying to process things, but she's just quiet. I link my hand with hers. Give her, like, a a squeeze. She gives you a smile. A reassuring one, but one that is a little empty. I squeeze her hand again. I'm holding hands with Edison and Ren. Just squeezing her hand. We're gonna figure this out. It's gonna be fine. Can we make an agreement, though? For the Department of Friendship, and I mean this. No one gets left behind. Not in this group. No one's a lost cause. Good. Sorry, I was saying never, like, agreeing with you, not never as, like, a dissent. <laughs> no, like, um, not never as in, oh, I'll never agree with you. I will leave anyone's <laughs> ass behind. <laughs> I fully caught on to that. You're totally good. No, you're I am good, already Ren. halfway out the door. I am gone. No. <laughs> Ren D. Tyranny. The D stands for self-preservation. That's not even a... <laughs> you didn't even try. The D stands for dist. The D stands for... Dissertation. Nope, gotta go. <laughs> the, the D stands for departure. The departure of friendship. <laughs> That's gonna be the last the episode. Stands- Fuck you. No, we're gonna be friends for the rest of our lives and we're never gonna die. We're all gonna live forever. Bet you, you will be friends for the rest of your lives. Shut the fuck up. I hate you. So, um, <laughs> so Ty says, um, well, that's, that's about time for class, but, um, if you have any questions or anything that you think of, you can always come find me. I'll probably um, have a lot of questions. I'm sure this was rather traumatic to talk about, Ty. Um, thank you for doing that. Thanks. I, I, I am going to have more questions. I, I feel like I zoned out for a moment there. 
at one point when you were talking, but I'm going to remember what I was thinking and I'm going to ask you later. Oh, at what part? I took notes. Oh, wonderful. Which part? I review Ren's notes. Is this the end of class then, or...? Do we get anything from the note? No, it's fine. They're really ready. digging. I know! So, uh, yeah, that's pretty much the end of, uh, of that class. Do we have a break? Yeah, so basically, you know, you you have the rest of your classes, and uh, pretty much this next week of school, you know, you have a light homework load, no practices until next week, no papers due, and, and you kind of have more free time as usual. Uh, so you do have some time before your internship to, you know, do what you please. Well, in the spirit of metagaming, uh, can we go to the library and figure out this message? Yeah, I'm looking for a, a, a Finnish tr- uh, phrase book. Yeah, go ahead. You guys can go to the library. To several Eastern European languages and dialects. Maybe it's Czech. Hungarian, maybe? I, I mean, I don't... Maybe I'm going too far east. Imogen, I got the books from the majority of, like, the west side of the planet. These are languages. Oh. Here, come, come, just come here. We'll sort through it together. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I, How's I, your geography? Bad. <laughs> okay, that's I, I, I didn't really even have to ask. Let's do this. Uh, we do this. Do I, 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 should I roll to determine if I can figure out that it's not a language? Yeah, go ahead, roll history. All right, that's a 19. Can I still get the help action? Because I don't think Celeste is going to try to figure it out herself. But she's definitely gonna help Imogen. Yeah, for sure. Oh, okay, then that's a twenty, dirty twenty. Can I? You already got the help action, but can I also roll if I'm there hanging with them? Yeah, sure. Just to like add on to her thing. I don't know if it's yeah. And just roll. So twenty-five. Um, basically, all you need to do is a little bit of scanning, and Ren, you realize this doesn't look like any language. Doesn't make sense for it to be a language using, you know the this type of alphabet that it is i mentioned that to imogen this does not seem like any language um and and that gives you the idea ren perhaps it's not a language that needs to be translated perhaps it's a code that needs to be descrambled like eggs Ooh, how do you unscramble eggs eggs we need to ask the home gnomes eggs Yeah, but I, I tell her that and then just, like, slide it over to Imogen to take care of. Because it's her letter. Oh, you think it's, like, some kind of code? That's I think cool. so, like a fun game. That's fun. Okay, yeah, let's figure this out. Yeah, I think there were some, like, password scramblers that I did um, in a couple things. And, like, I remember reading about them in the Daring Book for Girls, so. Oh, yeah, I remember you did bring that up that one time. Yeah, that one time. But, that was uh, you know, the day. That was the day that Celeste uh, made her first choice for her um, her secret spy name, Selena oh. Thunderclaw. It was in oh, that yes. conversation that we brought that up. I Sports totally shopping. forgot that. I can't believe you remember that. That's amazing. I remember. You have such it. a good memory. Mm-hmm. Ah, Selena Thunderclaw, the person you could have been. <laughs> good talk. Okay, so let's um, let's discramble this uh, this heckin' code. Yeah, I send Teddy and Ross off to get like the heavy, heavy books of code of code discrambling and all the like. We're gonna hack into the mainframe. <laughs> Can we roll hacking? <laughs> the boys, uh, the boys go get the books. Um, you, um, you guys and Edison kind of are leaning in, evaluating this um cluster of letters. Um, Myra's not with you, by the way. Myra's off. 
doing something else. Do, do we have to roll anything? No, you do. <laughs> I thought you meant for Myra not being there, and I'm like, she's not there. You don't need to roll perception to notice she's not there. <laughs> no, I'm asking if we have to roll anything, or if we can just accept that um, right after I got that letter and you sent us the the message, while we were still doing that scene, uh, Holland and Bri decoded the whole thing. Yeah, fuck you guys. Um, roll me... Investigation. With advantage <laughs> through the metaverse because Holland and Bry already decoded it, question mark? That's a dirty 20. Yeah, <gasps> shut your mouth. No advantage. Um, yeah, so flipping through uh, the books of codes, you find in some beginning chapters that there are some codes um, where it just kind of has a way of re-scrambling letters. Um, so uh, letters will actually refer to a different letter. For example, the letter I could mean the letter H. So wherever there's an I in the thing. Except in this one, the I is an R. And the R is an I. Wow. Hmm? So, uh, you go ahead. You fucking unscramble the goddamn thing. What the fuck does it say? Okay, it says, I am safe. Your sister is safe. Your father is safe. I have it under control. I am sorry. Was, uh, was there an accident? I... I don't... I don't know. I don't really understand what this is about. Um... I mean... I mean, I, I know my sister's safe. I just saw her a few days ago when she took me to the train station. And I've... I definitely... I. I've been sending letters to my mom and dad. Maybe is she just s- sorry that she didn't get to spend Christmas with me? This is a stretch. Can I roll an insight check on the tone of the writing? Yeah. Hi DC though. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. It's 25. You can tell from the way the code is structured, her mother wanted her to unscramble this. And because of that, perhaps it is not Imogen who she's attempting to conceal a message from, but perhaps someone else. Imogen, this was definitely meant for you, though. You can tell by how she's writing fast here. Almost looks like she was trying to prevent someone from understanding or reading it. I mean, that's what a code is for. It just I'm, looks I mean... hastily written. What does I have it under control mean? She's what? my mom. She always has everything under control. But I don't know. This is mysterious. Do you want to send a few letters? or? I don't, I don't know. Should I, should I send them in code? Is this is this like a, a game? I don't I don't know because it's I, I was thinking oh it was going to be a fun little message but I don't understand. This isn't this doesn't seem fun. I mean this is I mean it's it, it's good. I'm glad She's saying they're safe, but why does she have to specify that? Why wouldn't they be safe? I, I hate to say it like this, Imogen, but if, if she has to specify, and I'm glad she does, because then we know for sure, but if she has to specify, then maybe we shouldn't try to send anything back for clarification, because that could be potentially dangerous. I agree. It 
I actually agree. It, it might be a better idea to wait for a new message. I mean, because your mom isn't really one for like making making jokes or like it's we're not anywhere near April Fools or anything. It's yeah, it's not April Fools. Um, I mean, we 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 joke all the time. She's real funny, but this is this doesn't seem like a joke, and I don't I I just don't understand what it's about. But it's her handwriting, right? Insight check. Yeah, go for it. Oof. That's um, that's a ten. It's it is it is handwritten. It's handwritten. I just take Imogen's hand. Yes, I take her her other hand. Edison takes her other thing? hand. Okay, I was about to say. <laughs> Imogen has three hands. <laughs> they each take an, an ear. <laughs> a cat ear. Um, I'm gonna roll something. Edison's looking at you, Imogen, and he's just kind of like deeply staring at you with a concerned look on his face. Are you okay, Edison? I'm fine. Are you okay, Imogen? I mean, I, I'm, I'm okay. I'm just, I'm, I'm fine. How was your break? Uh, it was real grand. I got to spend time with my sister and 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 my sister-in-law Marisol and and Bright Scale I got to see Uncle Chuck got to rescue a dragon I had Christmas in Spain You were in Spain? Yeah, at my uh, uh, my sister's and her wife's dragon sanctuary Did you see your mom? No, my mom and dad were both at different conferences or my, my dad was at Canadian Christmas Cobbler Con, and my mum was out off doing uh, research for her next uh, big book project. It was a little last minute, but and luckily I got to have a, a good time with my with my sister. Imogen, roll me a flat d twenty. Is it thirteen? Um, Edison leans forward. He goes, "So you were in Spain? So I was briefly in Portugal." Wait, no, 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 I wasn't. That you were was 15 minutes away from Portugal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 15 minutes away from Portugal. Uncle Chuck was in Portugal. You know, just in the neighborhood of Spain. Oh, I've been to Spain for the holidays. It's lovely there. Yeah, it's 15 minutes away from Portugal. <laughs> um, Edison leans forward even further, and he squints his eyes, and he goes, Imogen, mm-hmm. did you go to your house and... When you hear that question, something inside you feels fuzzy. Insight check? Go for it. Dirty 20? Okay. Imogen. Imogen's face moves so slightly and creates a micro-expression you've never seen on her face of not searching, but almost like she has already reached for something and then realized it was never there. Imogen, you're sure you spent your whole time with them? I... I was... I was in Spain. I rescued a dragon. I was the rational one. Got to fly with bright scale. What did it look like when you rescued the dragon? Like, where was the dragon? Oh, in Spain. I got to fly on bright scale uh, with with Marisol 
and then we flew over and we saw Jupiter down there and they had thought that maybe it was a, he had been abandoned but he, she uh, he? pretty sure it's he if not, gender fluid yeah, as dragons should be mm-hmm. we were flying on bright scale me and Marisol we were flying over the woods and we saw down there it was Jupiter, they had thought maybe he had been abandoned by the people who had stolen him and captured him but he wasn't he was chained down and muzzled and there were five tents next to him and and Marisol wanted to go in immediately and just like sneak sneak him out but I, I made her call for backup we waited for Uncle Chuck to get here and we got Hermia Ranger and we got some people from the Department of Defense and they uh, they took care of it. I stayed with Bright Scale, and then yeah, then we we freed Jupiter, and everything was fine. We went back to the sanctuary. Jupiter was home. Yeah. Did you go in the tents? I, as I recall, I don't remember going in the tents anymore. You don't remember what was in the tents. Okay, but I do remember going in the tents. It's probably one of those things where, like, it's a vague memory of you going in the tents, and then if you think about it, you know you would have wanted to go in the tents, and the combination of those things would equal... You think you went in the tents? I mean, of, of course, yeah, I went I went into the tents. We had plenty of time. I have a question. Did Imogen tell us about her Christmas plans before she left? Uh, Imogen didn't know uh, that she would be seeing Marisol and... No, that's what I was thinking. Did she tell us she expected to be with her mom? Yeah, I I had probably been uh, saying on the train, like, yeah, we're probably going to do Christmas, you know, our usual Christmas, our usual, you know, celebrating you with my mom's side of the family. Uh, Then just a cozy Christmas, just me and my mom and dad. And then, then probably visit my dad's side of the family on Boxing Day. You would have seen uh, when Imogen gets off the train um, and you guys go to your families and go home, you would have seen Imogen was greeted by Ingrid and Marisol um, and not her mom or her dad. So, Imogen, when did you find out it was just going to be you and Marisol and your mother wasn't going to be there? Oh, on the train platform. You were there. Yes. Um, when did you find out your father wasn't going to be there? Oh, same same time. It was all in the letter. And you haven't, you didn't hear from your father at all, or your uh, mother? No, he uh over no over break they sent letters. We were in contact. My dad was uh, was excited uh, about Canadian Christmas Cobbler Con. Um, you know, sent his regards and asked for a picture of me and my mom at the house, but that didn't. That didn't make sense because I was with my sister. And then my mom sent me, she sent me this uh, chunk of carnelian and it's it's real pretty as you can see. And uh, so yeah, yeah, I mean, I was in contact with them the whole time, I think. Remy, can I, can I just like look at her, try to gauge, is she fuzzy in the way that I've seen before? With Edison and with my parents, because I've I redid that 
I, I like did the whole like checking on their memory thing multiple times every single time that I'm home. Yeah. Ren has also dealt with it with Jameson too. Um, and Edison. Well, we were all there for those. Yeah. Yeah. Ask Imogen a question and you can evaluate. Imogen, why did your dad think you were going to be with your mom? Uh, I guess probably some kind of miscommunication it must have been. But he thought that later than the first day, right? You said that he sent you something, or you talked to him on the phone, right? And it was a couple days tried, afterwards? I tried to call him, but no, I sent, I sent, definitely sent letters. And also the, the first letter you received on the train platform was just was from your me. mother. It was just from my mum. I, I had assumed my dad knew they usually keep in, you know, they, they keep tabs on where I am. They usually are on the same page about that. But I guess it was just a miscommunication, you know, got that got mixed up with all the craziness of, you know, Canadian Christmas cobbler con. When you, when you said goodbye to your sister and her partner, did... What did, what did she say? I mean, your mother specified that your sister was okay and you were with her, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, Ingrid and Marisol saw me off at, at King's Cross when I was getting back onto the train to come here. They seemed, they were fine. Marisol cooked us breakfast that morning. It was real good. Um, Ren, if you want to roll an insight, uh, go for it. Can I give her advantage since I'm kind of yeah, you can have advantage because there's there's a suspicion going on. There is a suspicion. Thank fuck for advantage. Um, that is an eighteen. Um, so when she begins answering the question that you had asked, you notice that it looks like she's desperately grasping for straws, and then once she is able to find a way to rationalize and explain something, then she's clear. But during that moment it didn't look right and it looked a little familiar why are you looking at me like that are you okay do you, do you need anything it's, it's fine I just hug her uh, okay Imogen what, what, what's, what's going on I pull back like with my hands on her shoulders I think I look to everybody else like nod I think someone might have tempered with your memory. What? No. No. What? No. 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 Mm-mm. Imogen. I can- I- 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 I know- I can- Imogen, like, shuts her eyes really tight and, like, digs deep into her brain, trying to make that sense of- of what's going on. <laughs> I'll figure it out. I can figure it out. It's somewhere in here. Um, Edison um, kind of scoots back from the table and he, he just quietly says, I think I better go get Professor Jameson. Okay. Um, maybe we should all, we should move this somewhere more private. Yeah. Is that okay, Imogen? Mm. Or do you want to stay here? Whatever works for you. I'm just... I'm gonna... I'm gonna figure it out. I'm gonna find it. Imogen, I'm gonna find what's, it. What's your favorite thinking food? I'll run to the home gnomes and grab it. Biscuits? The kind Louise's mom sent us. Of course. I'll make sure that they get them right. 
I'll be right back, okay? Okay. Uh, Celeste grabs both of her hands, is kind of kneeled down to be like at eye level. It's just like, we're gonna figure this out, okay? Okay. And she runs to I... get the food. Um, as Celeste turns the corner, no one else sees, but she starts to sob. Red? I'm here. I'm scared. I know. I don't... I don't know what's going on in my brain. It's okay. And I don't like it. I know. I'm scared. I'm right here. I'm with you. You're not by yourself. You're not alone. We're right here, okay? You don't have to figure it out alone. Okay. I don't... I don't know what happened. It's okay. We'll figure it out. I promise. I just... Collapse into a hug. Yeah, I hug her back. We're gonna figure this out. I promise you. Thank We're gonna you. figure it out. Everything's gonna be fine. Okay? It's gonna be fine. We're gonna connect those pieces. And it's gonna help. I should get my notes. Okay. We'll, we'll get your notes. Teddy. You know a bunch of people in Avalori. Can, can you get someone to go get her notes? I'll go talk to Victoria. Okay goes off um and with uh with imogen now aware that her worst fear has come true feeling helpless and with an impossible task ahead of them that's where we're gonna leave this session no You made it to the end of the episode. I'm so proud of you. Now here's a task. Follow at in the Pod on social media for updates on new episodes and miscellaneous modifiers shenanigans. Oh, okay, y- you did that? Thank you, you're the coolest. Uh, now why don't you give us a review? Seriously, leaving us a nice review on Apple Podcasts will really help us out and it'll help more people find Insorcelled. And if more people are listening to Ensorcelled, then that means someone you know might start listening to Ensorcelled. And if someone you know starts listening to Ensorcelled, that means you two can talk about Ensorcelled. All that just from leaving a review. I I guess you could also just like tell your friends about Ensorcelled, that might be fewer steps. But still, reviews really help us out. And if you leave us a review, we will give you an in-character shout-out at the end of the next episode. Your friends will be so impressed. Look at you. Okay, one more thing to do. Check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash themodifivers. That's patreon.com slash T-H-E-M-O-D-I-5-E-R-S. And become a patron. For just a few dollars a month, you'll get loads of bonus content, including deleted scenes, a sorting quiz, behind-the-scenes nonsense, and honestly, just general good vibes. Oh, you know that friend you just hypothetically made so you can talk about Ensorcelled? Yeah, 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 that one. They'll be super impressed by your support of our little podcast. And you'll really be helping us out. With your support, we can put out high-quality episodes on a regular basis. You know, so you and your new friend can talk about it. Alright, that's about it for this message. Thank you so much for listening. You are my hero. Bye!